Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! gentlemen welcome to the scruffy looking podcast is episode number 118 today is may 3rd 2020 welcome 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 we got a lot of fun things to talk about today big things happen this week but we're here to bring the entertainment and the joy to your ear holes so here we are and here we go joining you today myself mr jimmy dice here in america also next to me Mr. Ed Bossart, what's going on, man? Hey, that's me. I'm excited to be here. Star Wars. Yay! I love Ahsoka. Mm. I'm usually, I'm usually, <laughs> well, easy, easy, easy. Uh, over there, you just heard, uh, friggin' sinners from Cinder Hill, Mr. Kev Gobbett and Mr. Christopher Hall. Boys, how are we doing over there? All good, mate. All good. All, all right, mate. How are you diddling? Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm diddling, oddling, doodling. Diddling, like uh, that. Yeah, well, sure. Always, always neighborly neighborino. Anyways, joining us from sunny Southern California, please welcome our guest tonight, Mr. Mark Perez. Mark, how <laughs> are you today? I'm doing good, especially since I'm in Northern California. Ah, come <laughs> on. Bro. You got to go with the rhyme. You say, from sunny Southern California. It's sunny here too, man. It's sunny with a side of Corona. <laughs> oh, right how, long, how long will it take you to move house quick so we can get that introduction right now? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, since I'm drinking a beer that's TARDIS themed, it might not be that bad. I could put the whole house inside. Do it! Do it! Do it. <laughs> Easy. Awesome. awesome, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. We got a big show in for you. Lots of entertainment, lots of bands. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. You can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Give us a like on Facebook or check us out, slash Scruffy Podcasters. We have a tea public website. Don't forget, search it all, one word, no G. Follow us on Twitter, at Scruffy Podcast. Myself, Jimmy Dice, at Hebert207. Our buddy Ed, at Scruffy Ed B. Kev, at KPG1974. Chris Hall, the artist, at Chris Hall Artist. And our boy Mark, at IMDablito. On Twitter. So also follow us on Instagram at Scruffy Podcast and our boy Chris at Chris Hall Illustration. Don't forget, Chris, also the artist, has an Etsy store, Black Sheep Rebellion. Search it all one word. We have a giveaway. Every review, leave us on iTunes. We are going to put your name into a barrel of monkeys. And one of those monkeys is going to pick out your name. And we're going to have a giveaway of some artwork for you if we hit 40 reviews on iTunes. So give us a review on iTunes. We want to give away some stuff. Send us in some emails. We've got some good emails today. We're talking about top fives. We're talking about books. We're talking about whatever the hell just happened in Clone Wars. But, you know, right now, let's talk about our week in Star Wars. Yeah. 
Jimmy, you want to go first? Sure. Um, nothing. Anyways, uh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Moving on. No, I, I I watched Clone Wars. I rewatched old Clone Wars. I was rewatching uh, like the Siege or the Heroes of Mandalore for Rebels. I was rewatching a lot of the Mandalorian arcs in Clone Wars, uh, as well as Rebels. And um, yeah, just trying to like beef myself up and a lot of like background knowledge of like Ahsoka and um, oh, um, oh my gosh, Kitty Sackhoff's character. Why am I drawing a blank? Bo-Katan. Yeah, I keep yes. wanting to call Kato Bon for some reason. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I was like, that's not her name. But uh, yeah, really, really excited, really stoked. Really want to dive deep into this episode a little bit later. So yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Let's just get a great week. Nice. Nice. Um, my week's pretty short. I'll go next. I got a new t-shirt. And surprisingly, it's Lando-based. What? No yeah. way, dude. No way. No you know, way. It's, it's used as that, that logo for Solo, like the, yeah. the diagonal <gasps> um, Solo oh. in yellow with this box around it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Orlando instead of Solo, and it says, everything you heard about me is true around the edge. Or you can That's read it like true. Jimmy does. Yeah. And everything says, Lando. Everything Lando you heard about me is true, <laughs> which also works. I mean, that's yes. kind of how it reads. When you look at it, when you go right off the bat, it's like, it's not how you want it to read. It's how your eyes want to read it. It was just like the movie. It was more about Lando. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's essentially all I got. Um, I did order some stuff. Sizzle, sizzle. But uh, I will talk about those when I actually get them. So Smell. stay tuned. Uh, who wants to go next? <laughs> Shall I'll I go? go. Oh, oh, God, Chris, you go. You go, dude. You go. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cinder's from Cinder Hill. Chime in. Chime in. <laughs> well, mine's, well, mine's nice and short. Because um, I've not ordered any more stuff, Ed. Ever. That's a lie. Ever. False. In the fucking history of Star Wars collecting, I'm ordering no more shit. That's fucking true. this week, when all that stuff came out, and I ain't got a fucking pot to piss in because I'm fucking off work. Yeah, we have told like, you. I've not, I have not ordered any more. So all I've done is I've watched... Every, so you know last week when I bought my 4K box set, despite not having 4K capability, and I do realise how <laughs> stupid that is, uh, I've, I've not, I'm going to go through... I mentioned last week, I'm going to go through all the special features on every single disc again. So I did episode one this week. Oh, um, and I'm telling you, the best documentary of all time, ever. The beginning, mm-hmm. ever. F- I rewatched that again. It's fucking brilliant, isn't it? It is. Dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what you've got to remember is, it's got to be great. All right, it's got to be great. It's going to be great. Everything's got to be, be great. great. Exactly. Got to be great. So I spoke, because, I spoke to Liam mind. in Prague last week. It's going to be great. It's gonna the, be no great. one say no to George documentary. Yeah. There's so <laughs> much <laughs> yes man going on. It's great. Oh, yeah. Oh. George, it's good. My favorite, my favorite in it, without is it, question, is, is Jeff, Jeff Olsen. Jeff oh. Olsen. Right. Legend. Absolutely. He's, he's the visual effects producer. This guy deserves fucking... Oscars, mate. Oscars, night odds, anything. 
the I've absolute horror BAFTAs. The, ho- the horror in his face throughout that documentary is genius, <laughs> so honestly. I've the never guy... seen anyone more traumatized. <laughs> Like the opening, the opening of the documentary is when him and John Knoll are in like the room with yeah. jo- with George, and George has got like his gr- um, green marker and his pink marker, <laughs> and it's got all the storyboards there. And George is like, right, I think it's like green is for what's real, and pink is for like CGI, and it's literally going through the storyboards, and pretty much everything's in pink marker. And the camera, <laughs> the, the camera goes to this Jeff Olsen. It's, the, his face is brilliant honestly and it, it's, it's it's a mixture of terror disappointment i don't even know everything there it is just in later on when he sits there and they're like going oh we're doing on the visual effects and he just doesn't say anything and he just looks like a beaten man at that point it's fucking brilliant honestly kev is he is he the same guy that they sat around a table aren't they and there's like there's george and there's john Knoll and there's him and they've got like a spreadsheet with all the scenes on, and they're going through how much it's going to cost to do each scene. Oh yeah! <laughs> and he, he, he's like, so we've, uh, and he dare not say it there. He's like, we've got the um, the pod race. We've we we think that's going to cost us uh, twenty five thousand. And uh, it's just like can't look at George. And George is like, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and George is like, yeah, but once we do this, like everybody's going to want to do it and nick what we've done. So we've got to get this right. And he just looks terrified. It's just yeah. brilliant. And it? just like, oh, my. But the one bit I loved, which I'd forgot about is, um, you know, when the set all um, they have that storm. Yeah. And they're doing the, the pod racer set. So yes, all yeah. the pod, all the pod racers are destroyed and all that lot. Yeah. yeah. And Rick McCallum turns up and he's on the phone. <laughs> and he's like, this is this is fucked. He's like, this is really bad. This is horrendous. All the pods have gone. All the all the sets are f- absolutely cream. Then there's a little pause, and then he sort of says, like, is there any news on Liam's wig? <laughs> <laughs> oh so man, that's great. To go like, and then he go like, what about his beard? Do you know where his beard is? <laughs> Priorities, man. Qui Gon, gotta get him right. Exactly. Oh, dude, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a shot of Liam in the shade. So I've, um, yeah, it's just a, I hadn't seen it for ages that beginning documentary. So what I'm going to do, obviously, for each disc, I'm going to I'm going to do episode two this week. So yeah, I watched all the special features. So that that's my week. Pretty straightforward. I'm not going to get into toys because it'll just be a waste of time. So I'm done. That's my week. That's my. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Chris. Brilliant. Just just before I start my week, there's one essential bit in that documentary you missed, Kev. And that's you when... You and... <laughs> well, oh, two... Well... You and McGregor. Yeah. We'll talk about that, lad. But first off, Steve, when Steven Spielberg's on set, and there's, there's like a... There's a model of a, a, a battle droid. And George is like showing Spielberg. And Spielberg's like, oh, yeah, this, this guy. And he's explaining the story. And Steven's like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And he picks up... He, he, gets hold of this battle droid and its arm just falls off. <laughs> it's like Steven Spielberg's just pulled off this battle droid's arm. And George is he's trying to put it on and back on and it's upside down and George is like trying to share it. Oh, it's brilliant. Puts it on Spared no expense. Like, Spared no expense, that's right. <laughs> but yeah. That is fucking funny. If you want to talk about the absolute fucking lad, and I always yeah. want to talk about the lad because I love him. There's, there's a bit right at the end, isn't it, where they're doing the Jewel of the Fates, and 
Ewan like does this backflip and he, he flies off the the bit that they're standing on and he lands on this crash mat and he's just out of shot and you can see Liam and uh, Ray Park still fighting up ahead and they say cut and Ewan jumps up like off this crash mat all excited and he goes they said do you want to do Star Wars mate I said too fucking right I do <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> fucking lad what what a lad I like, I like the bit earlier when they've like doing all the fight sequences and then after a while like all these set props come to him and they bring like this box to him and they like open this box up and it's like this is the day you're in it and he walks up to this box and there's just like a shitload of lightsabers in it yeah and oh, it just right. goes it goes ah you bastard he <laughs> <laughs> nice. goes like i've been fucking waiting for this day for ages and then he picks his like obi-wan lightsaber up don't he and they're like it's like how does that feel is that all right and he's like yeah it's fine it's fine it's like what about the twirl then? What if you go? And it like moves aside and stops twirling this lightsaber about like a fucking dude. You're like, this is amazing. Absolutely brilliant. All right. So Sorry. Mark. Yes, sir. Uh let's 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 go over your week or months or anything recent you got Not related. Really Clone Wars, cool. which we'll talk about later. So yes. you know, that was cool. Um, and then um, I know that my Baby Yoda, uh, I think the Black Series finally came in, but it's at work, so I'm hoping to get it next week because <laughs> I I forgot to change the fucking address and like you know could have had it sent here, but whatever, it's fine, it's safe, it made it, I know it's there, so it's all good. Yeah, and, and you know, other than that, getting ready for May the fourth. Ooh, you know? yeah, yeah, Ooh, and all the merch that that's going to be available. I, I not that I'm going to shut be up, Bob, shut up, up, shut up. Stop it right I'm there. Not get I'm not going to get anything. I'm not going to get anything. No. I'll say no. this. There isn't as much this year as there normally is, so we're okay. Because, you know. It's fucking uh, way I'm, too much. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but I'll show my appreciation in other ways. You know, wearing T-shirts, you know, hanging out with you fine folk, all this other shit. You <laughs> yeah. Know, it's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, it's weird for it being the week of May the 4th. It's... Aside from Clone Wars and that, it's been pretty tame. So, yeah. yeah, it has been. Okay, Chris, how about your week in Star Wars? <laughs> so, not much for me. Uh, just like you guys watch Clone Wars, um, but I did have something turn up this week. Um, Black Series Probe Droid came in, mm. and oh, that thing is sweet. It is absolutely awesome. I. Uh, very much enjoyed unboxing it to Kev on Skype. And then, <laughs> Jimmy, you weren't there, but I ripped the box up in front of Kev, and it was Fucking one of the great. funniest things I've ever seen. Dude, he hung up <laughs> twice. He hung up when he ripped it open, and he hung up when he crushed the plastic that it was in. Yeah. Dude, it's just like what Marie Kondo <laughs> is. Literally, says. literally to antagonize my yeah. collector instinct. Rip the like, fucker cleaning off, like, just fucking right in front of me. Oh. Mate, Chris, I got be- one too, by the way, so I forgot about that completely. Thank you for reminding mm. me. Mm. How awesome. They're awesome, aren't they? No, I love it. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. good. It comes with a little stand and everything. Sweet. Yeah, it's really good. The stand uh, is I cool, just, right? It's not like clear or anything. It's it's like, like snow. It's like a mound of snow and yeah. then like a clear, clear pole that it sits on. That's awesome. Yeah, but the detail on it's awesome. Um, nice. Other than that, I just want to mention that I've got I'm having a sale on May fourth, forty percent off all art prints in my Etsy store. Mm-hmm. So by the time you hear this, that will have been on a couple of days. Depends how quick 
ed- edits the episode and gets it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Probably sales probably over by the time you've heard this, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it depends how far off the reels we go today, to be honest. That's true. <laughs> no, that, that'll be on all week. This will turn yeah. into a live show. It's a telethon, actually. So, yeah. 40% off. That's pretty pretty sweet, that. Get some. Get on there. Get some pretty stuff for your walls. How am I doing with them? Is that better than my last sales technique? I've been listening to these so I, segments. Yeah. So all right. better? I mean, you haven't said shameless plug yet, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if we continue being a live show and you know the sale goes on, uh, if you buy enough, Chris will do a sexy dance for you on the show. Yes. <laughs> it does them anyway. It does them anyway. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's a normal week. It's a normal week for him. <laughs> yes, that's me. Nice. Nice. Oh man. All right. So now, because we have a really special guest on, a really special guest. This. Brings us to the part in the episode when we do a quickfire interview with Mark himself. Um, just to start this off real quick, uh, some would say you were a founder of uh, movie podcasting reviews. Some would say you've been doing you've been podcasting in the past. Like. Long for a long time, am I right? I was back in 2008. I asked my podcasting partner about that, though. I mean, it was like back in 2008 or so. So it's, you know, whatever. It was like kind of in the thick of it and everything. But I was inspired by others who had come before me on top of like my favorite movie reviewers like Ebert and Cisco and all that shit, you know? So, but it was fun. That's awesome. So, so cool, you, man. do you want to talk about that a little? Like what, um, what, the name of the podcast was it you're in a network too, sure and all that? yes so back then back then we i was just you know we we ended up well i don't even remember if we were part of a network i that's i feel so bad because it's like so like so long ago now but it, the, the name of the podcast was called the devil and miss mindy el diablito devil and miss mindy which was based off of a fucking old porn title even though we weren't really a porn like podcast but we did movie nice. reviews and it was myself and my friend mindy who i didn't even meet until a couple of years ago and that's when i went to colorado for the first time and we got to meet in person um but yeah i mean we did all kinds of like movie reviews and stuff and it was a lot of fun and but it got to be so much work and we had so much shit going on that eventually it just died off and we had to say goodbye to it but it was fun but that love of podcasting came from like the simply syndicated network which is a network that was out of leads at the time and my uh friend uh, richard smith then like he spearheaded the whole thing, had a lot of friends, a lot of different podcasts that um, he, you know, put out into the world. And because of that, he built his own community and we all got to meet each other. And a lot of those branched off into their own little podcasts and everything. And just like it was like my introduction into podcasting in the world of meeting imaginary friends. And, you know, my <laughs> love of pen pals became that. And so it's like I just ran with it. I was like, oh, this is even better. Right. You know, and so it gave me like all the like. I don't know. I want to say training, whatever you want to call it, to like when eventually I would like end up in like other fandoms. I would know how to interact with people and, you know, the etiquette and everything and so forth, you know. And then here I am hanging out with you, good folk, man. (laughs) What the hell happened? We're all right. We're all right. (laughs) So, bunch of Mark, how, Mark how long did you how long did you 
Well, was how that, long did your original podcast run for? Then? It was from, you know, like the one... two, from what she told me, we did it from about 2008 to 2011, which sounds about right. Because oh, yeah. 2011 yeah. was when I went to uh, England for the first time, when I landed in London and went up to Leeds to meet them um, up there. So, yeah, it's cool. like it was a, my first meetup ever was in in the UK. Um, and it was insane because there were only a couple of us that were from like different parts. A lot of them were already from there. So we went there and we hung out at a pub all night. Everybody got fucking pissed off their fucking mind. And we had the best hey. night ever. Oh. <laughs> it's like one of those nights. You know what I made me feel like? That was one of the first nights in a long time that I felt like a little kid that I never wanted the night to end. That's yeah, how yeah, that yeah. went down. It was That's fantastic, cool. man. Nice. That's a dream. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Good Sweet. stuff. Man. Congratulations on that. That's impressive. That's it was cool, fun, dude. <laughs> you set that all up and do it for fun. Like it's great. Yeah, it's a good time. That is um, the best. So let's. You want to start the uh, quick fire there, Chris? Here we yes, go. yes. So we like we like to do this as quick as possible. Well, you can. Ten. So don't do people... it like Kevin. No, I'm just no, I'm just yeah, yeah, basically. Don't, don't do it like Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking bollocks to all of you. Slow fire. <laughs> I thought you said slow fire. <laughs> Mark, 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 don't listen to these. If you want to take your time and have a think about these answers, that's what I did. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool, right, let's go. Question one, favourite Star Wars trilogy? I still got to go with the OT. My heart stills there, Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. Straight off the bat, I didn't even didn't even wink there. Not even not even a breath. <laughs> love it, love it. Least favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, nice. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, favorite Star Wars TV show? Oh shit. Especially like with the new season. With the new oh. season and everything, that's a hard call. And it's not because I don't love these other shows, but I have to say because I think it brings everybody together. It's the fucking Mandalorian. That's some good shit right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you read the books, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge EU fan, but I've, got, I've done enough. Yeah. Do you have a favorite book? I'm going to go with Air of the Empire just because, man, that brought me back in deep. I was like, I, it, it kept me going in between the dark times. So <laughs> Yeah. Right yeah. All uh, right. Do you have a favorite lad or lass? <laughs> oh, so yeah, okay, we, alien species are involved in this, right? Yeah. All right. Yoda. That's my little green master. Mm-hmm. He's a lot. He's definitely and, even, and so here's the thing. Even though there's many, 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 many great female characters that I actually love, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Soka. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. I like that. I love that. All right. Let's do the flip side to that. Favorite bad guy or gal? because he's a fucking sniveling old fucking fool and I love how evil he is. He's just <laughs> dripping with evil, man. My boy. My boy. I made Snoke. Brilliant. Well, have you got a favorite background character? Mm, this is a good one. 
Uh, favorite background character. I'm trying to think, just because it's so ridiculous. What was the little fucking... Why am I forgetting the little fucking little Rodian that fucking misses the high five? Just because it's so such a ridiculous moment. <laughs> Phantom Menace, char- right? In Phantom Menace? Yeah, yeah. What was that character's name? I forgot his name. I feel so embarrassed right now. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm like remembering yeah, yeah, yeah. the actor's oh, is it, name. Is it well, Wold? Yes, 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 yes. Annie's, yes, yes. Annie's one of yes, Annie's yes, friends, right? It's such a ridiculous yeah. moment. It's such a ridiculous <laughs> moment. It really is. But, it, it, but other than that, even though if you, I don't know if you want to call him a background character because he's not really, I mean, Kidster comes close, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Brilliant. Mark? I wish you'd have said Dexter Jetster at that point. Oh! <laughs> you don't like him much? Crystal. No. You don't like <laughs> his Jawa Juice's pants? So. <laughs> not a fan. Wald and Kitster, they would definitely never had those two answers before. No way. I love it. Right. Light side or dark side? <laughs> so, you know what? Just because they're both so flawed, because there is no good or bad, because they both fucked up in the end, I'm going to go dark side. <laughs> That's the first time, first time I think we've had dark side, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I think so. So, with that in mind, what color would your saber be? Oh, that's a good question. Just because it's come up a lot lately and I love the color, um, I'm going to go with purple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. I like that. So, you said that Mandalorian's your favorite TV show. Mm hmm. What, other than what we know we're already getting? So, obviously, there's Cassian and Obi-Wan on the way. Yeah. Disney Plus show you'd most like to see? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Okay, this one might take a little bit of thought. Let me think. Um, <laughs> fuck. When I said take your time, mate, I didn't fucking mean it. Go on with it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> back, fucking fucking back get on with it. Do <laughs> you mind? Uh, <laughs> what I would like to see, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, give me a fucking Ewok themed fucking show. Yes. Oh, oh wow! Best answer. What? You've just you've just yeah. won. <laughs> yes, you've made Chris Hall an happy man now. Look at him. <laughs> oh. And the actor or actress you'd like to see in it. Oh, oh, okay. That's a really good one, actually. Um, give give some give Peter Dinklage some love in there, man. It's like why not? You know. <laughs> awesome. So you know, got a fur and wine. So. Hell yeah! Love to see Dinklage in that. Oh man. So I can tell from the wall of um, pops behind you yeah. and conversations we've had on Twitter that you're a collector. Yes, sir. Uh, have you got a favorite collectible? What's the, what's your prize piece in your collection, Mark? There's, I've been collecting for a long fucking time, but one that I actually got recently that I really absolutely loved. So I, I had some friends who were down south and went to the Disney park and they picked up the um, the Ray uh, Ray's deluxe lightsaber or the that the one that they had at the park. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it's Black Series, but whatever variation they had at the park, right? And you can take the hilt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I finally started collecting lightsabers, but I was like, well, these are okay and everything, you know, but 
that piece in particular, just because you can have it stand on its own and it just looks like a proper lightsaber in its stand and it's in my office and it's just like, you know, when things get shitty, I just look up at it and I'm like, you just get reminded this is actually going okay right now. So- <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Is there a, um, do you have, have you got a white whale? Like, is there a piece that you want to add to the collection that's the... Oh, yes. Oh, the yes. So some years ago, there, uh, when back when the um, was it the, uh, Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars series came out, the episode where they were on Ilum with Padme in the snowsuit, I was supposed to get that maquette, and there was some miscommunication with me and my comic book shop, and they never ordered it for me, and I never got that fucking thing, and now I it's super pricey to get. Mm. So, you know, Padme in her snowsuit, <laughs> that would be the item I would absolutely love to have. Awesome. Do you have any more from that? that um, yeah, that I do. Range? I have uh, the Clone Trooper. I have Asajj. I have, um, I want to say, I want to say I have Anakin as well, too, and Obi-Wan. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm probably leaving something out. Bad. But, uh, yeah, but I love those maquettes. I mean, that's like, I've, around that time is when I start collecting action figures and started focusing on the bus and the maquettes so that's cool who yeah. made them were they a particular dude who were they the line was it was it, was it gentle giant that did what did you say them? was it yeah, yeah. I, i'm pretty sure yeah, it was yeah. i'd have to double check but you know surprise yeah. got more on it lofkev um <laughs> oh no way mate no <laughs> way if, do you know what do you know what if i'd got him I'd be selling it to Mark for five hundred dollars right now. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, right. How much? How much are they? Just quick one. How much are they going for then? The Padme's now. Just out of curiosity. I want to say they're probably close to like three, four hundred bucks, Ooh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it hurts every time Ooh. I look at it. It might even be more, but it's like yeah, every time, every once in a while, I'll just look on eBay. See if there's some poor fool who doesn't know any better who might be selling it for cheaper. <laughs> we'll take advantage of them. Two words, PayPal credit. Say them all. Case closed. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it's, it, it really is. One day I'm going to find it. I'm going to hold it, you know, and then I'll hold it for about five minutes and then I'll be disappointed because, you know, I spent so much damn money and regret yeah. it and be like, well, I do that. <laughs> and then you won't be able to sell it for like half the amount that you yes, bought it exactly. for. <laughs> Yeah, credit. Right. That's essentially the payment plan, right? The short joy yeah. of a credit. <laughs> it's free, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's man. like you're not paying for it, PayPal credit. No, it's no. like it's, it's not your money. You know, it is, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, it's like it's so fucked up that, like, it wasn't even my fault. If I had dropped the ball, then I would have been like, okay, it's on me, but no, it just it was a mess. Yeah, that's annoying. that's annoying. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Right. I also know that you're a. Uh, you're fond of the uh, the beer, Mark. Yes, sir. So it's not a Star Wars related question, but can you give us a top three? Top three beers. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go with like some of the the local ones that I've had. There is like recently the Waldo Special that came out for 4.20. That's from Lagunitas. Is really really good. Mm, um, coffee and cigarettes from Cellar Maker Beer up in San Francisco is fucking fantastic. And I'm going to go with some Prairie Bomb up in there. So, <laughs> yeah, baby, I got that on tap. That's yeah, so good. 
Shit, I should have I should have just asked beer questions. You didn't even yeah, think yeah. about that. You didn't even bring it. <laughs> I know, right? I like, oh, yeah, I like transition kinds of beers, but I like the darker stuff. Something that's got a little more character and like there's a lot going on in there, you know. So and and not that IPAs don't because I've had some fucking good Dogfish Head, like 120 meter IPA that like has been aged for a couple of years that tastes like a damn liqueur, and you just sit there and chill <laughs> with the damn thing. Yep. So yeah, it's true. <clears throat> that's awesome. Love it. Mm. Yeah, I did like that there, like Chris just said. Like, we went through the Star Wars questions, and Mark's like, oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. Oh, let me think. Right, top three beers. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Every night he says, okay, now what are my top three beers? No. Um, <laughs> it'll change, exactly. yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Any other questions, guys? Any other questions? No, I think we've covered everything. Jimmy? Uh, I guess... How how many celebrations have you been to? Oh, good question. Um, Anaheim was my first one, actually. And my second one was Chicago. And Chicago was my absolute favorite. I got to meet so many of you guys there. And, like, it's, like, where I finally, like, it all came to a head. I got to meet so many people and, like, network. And, you know, so many of the people that I met there are my friends now. And, like, it's... I can't wait for the next one because that's like it's going to be even better for that reason, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. yeah, yeah, that's cool. I love it. Chicago was fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. I love like uh, the whole thing we're creating because you know everyone's guaranteed to be shafted at some point during the celebration because they wanted to see a panel or yeah. get a book or stand in line for something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing compared to how much fun we're going to have seeing all of us together mm-hmm. having fun together and having some beers or whatever and yeah. waiting in line for eight hours together exactly yeah <laughs> waiting in sleeping eight... on the concrete floor yeah, together exactly. Exactly. no they got rid of that thank not you not anymore not no more <laughs> you know I, no more. I was so glad that they got rid of that anyways it's like, um, it's like how much for a ticket but the disappointment is free <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> we got to know Kev for free. Oh. <laughs> you poor bastards. You poor bastards. No. It's, it's, you know, it sucks, it, sucks to, it sucks to not get that one collectible that you wanted. But hey, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, you see people Dude, you want to see. Don't even get me started on Resolved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, wait, so it's two times now you try to get an autograph and he bailed on you? Yeah. And uh, the third time was going to be this July at a Comic Con in London, but that's going to get cancelled now, isn't it? Yeah. So it's going to be like three times now. Mm-hmm. So fuck, fuck him, I'm not bothered. Shit film. <laughs> cool, man. Cool, man. Well, whatever happens with the summer, um, whether it happens or doesn't happen, we'll be seeing you at the next one for sure. Yeah. Whenever it is. Next year, it's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be awesome. It'll yeah. be the best. All right. If, are we done with questions for Mark? Yeah, Nowhere? for now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. Thank Brilliant. you for joining us in episode number 113. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You may leave now. <laughs> Nothing to see. So let's move on to Be More Lando. You guys want to do that? Let's yeah, do, do it. it. So this is a segment. Where I turn the volume down a little bit, and I start talking. (laughs) 
sure, sure. And we take a page from the book, <laughs> Be More Lando, from the author Christian Blovelt. Um, we're in the chapter, Winning the Best Deal. And this page is titled, Know When to Back Away. Yes, Kev. <laughs> is that why I'm single? I'm, I'm yeah. going <laughs> I'm quite, he knows too well. This, this is as quite a good interest to me now. Yes. <laughs> does, Han, pull out. does Han Solo need this? this yes, he does. He Definitely. Does. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He does. No, he doesn't. Actually, he Definitely. needs no one to pull out, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> His son turned out great. <clears throat> anyway. Exactly. <laughs> right? I stuck great parenting. <laughs> There's no shame in pulling out of a deal. <laughs> sure, sure. Wow. <laughs> I, I love that little pause that you did there. There is no shaving pulling out of a deal. <laughs> That's for you. That's for you. Especially, especially if the other party shows that they're unilaterally altering the original terms and may alter them further. Better to take a step back. Look at the situation objectively and walk away. Especially if they suddenly demand something outrageous. Like the arrest and imprisonment of your guests. Not even a gleaming <laughs> city in the clouds is worth keeping if you lose your self-respect. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine the quote with this one is from Mr. Man Lando himself. This deal's getting worse all the time. Get that fist. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree with him on it. I've got to be honest. I think it's. Uh, you, I think. I think as long as you keep what's yours, losing yourself respects nothing. I think it's just a small price to pay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh, Kev. Okay. Okay. Do you remember oh. last week, Kev? When, yep, mate. when you said. Why, why, why are you always directing this at me? And I'm just going to give you the same answer again because you need the most fucking help. Yes, mate. <laughs> who's, who's the only one? Who's the only one in a suit this week? Oh well, yes, for the listeners, Kev dressed yeah. up in a shirt and tie and suit yeah, and everything yeah, for the. You podcast. Didn't mention that. I make all the effort for you boys. Look, I made all the effort. Shirt, tie, suit. I'll Not tell you what, though, just bottoms. a little thing before we get on to. Are you kidding me? Right, I wore this suit for quite a while. And I think the trousers were, when I were a bit slimmer, uh, they were like, they were like a thirty waist. So it's fucking, they're absolutely killing me because I'm like, yeah, so I'm wait, are you going to take them off in front of us? Yeah, do you want me to? No, 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 please, no, no. Only if it's no, tracky no. bottoms underneath. I got, no, I will do. Put that Lando music back on again, and I'll. No. Uh, <laughs> come on. Ah, oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> So that ends that chapter. And just to sizzle the next chapter, it's called Enjoying Your Success, Kev. Ooh. I'm always doing that. <laughs> always doing that. I think I, we need to skip that chapter. We got that down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, like you said, we should name the book Kev, comma, Be More Lando. Yeah. 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 That well, should be enough. the name of the book. Kev, did no, you I reckon it, I reckon, smell your I reckon own it arm? <laughs> I reckon it should be. No, I'm just... It's sweaty, mate. I've got to be honest. It's like I'm fucking boiling. <laughs> I just went like that. But sometimes, honestly, oh. 
So, no, I think so, the book should be called Lando, Be More Kev. That would go. be the, the better way. <laughs> <laughs> be More Han. Oh. Poor Kevin is Betsy Swalix. Yes. Oh, yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> so there's a man who's been to England. Go oh, fair play to you. <laughs> what is Kev? Stop gibbering. Yeah, Look he's gibbering. Leg. It's because he has to do this week's... Are you kidding me? Good segue. Thank you. Here... This is the time in our episode where we go to Are You Kidding Me? Where we take anything in Star Wars that makes one say. Are you kidding me? And I'll turn the volume up for this one. Are you kidding me? Oh, that was loud. So, let's Mm -hmm. fuck shit up. Oh, yeah. We're going to fuck it up. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it worked well. You know, do you know how we're going to fuck shit up? Because we're going to talk about a certain protocol droid that, 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 that everybody loves. I'm just going for a piss. Look at him. No, you're not. <laughs> Stay there. Stay there. Put on a kettle. Come back. <laughs> Put a kettle on. Wait, wait, wait. Can we, can, can, can we um, ask our, our special guest what his opinion of C-3PO is? Mark, what do you think <gasps> of C-3PO? We, we're getting we, Anthony Daniels out of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to include him in it. You got to include. Him in it. No, 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 no. You got to do both. Yeah, One and then the other. <laughs> okay. One and then the other. Three, okay. Three PO, obviously, has been around for a long time. Seen a lot of shit. Um, can be super annoying because he's super smart. Frustrates the hell out of everybody, but ends up being part of what makes things happen. So he has to be there. You know, um, I, I think he, sh- even though, I, you know, even though I said that about Rise of Skywalker, Neon, I think that his finest moment was truly in that movie. I loved him in that movie. Um, he was one of the best things in that movie. Um, but, yeah, it's like, it, 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 as much as I may love him, he's no R2, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. So, as for Anthony Daniels, yeah, what do you think about Anthony Daniels? Oh. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have seen his face. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get you he's, in the shot. I mean, he's been around for a long time, too, but it's just like, oh, my God. It's like it's like if I have to hear him promoting his book one more fucking time, it's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yes. Right, my Are You Kidding Me is about Anthony Daniels promoting his book. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do we got? No, it's a, it's a follow-on from last week's, because last week's we did, obviously, Ed did the R2-D2 one about how he got his name. So this week I thought, well, have a look at the C-3PO one and see if that has any reference how they got his name and what they did or everything. So apparently in the original draft of Star Wars in 1974... He was he was basically just called C three. There was nothing else on, but Lucas wanted it a bit longer. So R two was apparently A two. So he wanted to make them bigger. So last week Ed did the R two one about real two dialogue two etc. So the three PO one to make it longer. Apparently he wanted he got it from a map reference, and and on the map reference. there was a post office that apparently was was in George Lucas's hometown, um, which was in reference C three and P O. So he took that, he used that, and hence made 
C3PO. Are you um, yeah. Nice. So, Some Rand pretty... McNally action, probably. So. Yeah. <laughs> Rand McNally, I, I, yeah. I, I had to look at, like, does the name mean anything in the Star Wars terms? Because last week the R2-D2 meant something, didn't it, in Star Wars term? And apparently, according to um, Star Wars Holocron on Twitter, it means the... prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, you just mentioned you just got it. It just... <laughs> Is that a free translator.com? But apparently his preference number for Anakin, the, the three, was significant because Anakin put it as the three because yeah. he was he classed him as the third generation of Skywalker after him and his mum. Oh. So right. apparently the C3 was Anakin's thing going, I created him, I made him, so I'm going to put the three on there. The PO is just bollocks. That's just That don't mean nothing. So. <laughs> nice. uh, is it yeah. Leland Chi who runs that, that holocron? What is it? Oh, I don't know. I'd, I I'm can't remember. Into, is this on Twitter? Not internet. Star Wars holocron? Internet. Yeah. Clue. <laughs> it's clue. Yeah. Well, well so, I, know, I know. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's one of the um, the the panel they have there. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say it's Leland Chi, but I might be wrong. I so, think it is. You know, this, so. <laughs> yeah, that's the name that popped in my head anyway. Yeah, or, cool. or the younger dude. Oh, uh, is it Matt Martin? Yes. Matt yes. Martin. yes. 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 I think He's that's. Cool. Who I, like it. I think that's who it is. I think. Maybe. No, yeah, it's Lee. Fuck it. Leland Chi runs the uh, Holocron. Oh, he does. Okay. Okay. He does. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But as with as, as with the, there's a George Lucas. There's always a Dave Filoni. So you know. So. Uh, 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 <laughs> you met. Have you what? What's that, Cap? Any of them that run that. Have you met any of them? Me? Yeah. No. But the closest I got to, I mean, I've I kind of somewhat met Dave Filoni a couple times just because he's been at, like, you know, smaller, like, little booths and stuff when he's at conventions. Mm-hmm. Saw him at a New Order concert some years back, standing That's around, cool. you know, but I didn't want to bug him. But I was like, that's Dave Filoni. <laughs> oh, you probably should have said, dude, I'm Wait, was love he... this Star Wars thing. Dude. I know. Dude. I love your yeah. work. Um... Was he wearing the hat? I want to say he was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he looked different because he had lost weight at that point. So at first I didn't recognize him. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking Dave Filoni. <laughs> He's just like us. <laughs> <laughs> he is real. Holy shit. Human. Yeah. Human. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kev. What a brilliant. Are you kidding me? Bringing us what? on to three educational and our favorite character up. That's what you mean, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'll do one next week on Dexter Jester. Please do, mate. Oh yeah, there's there's some shit about him that would definitely warrant. Are you kidding Please. me? I'm sure. Sure, sure. He's an eye kidding me just for existing, isn't he? Exactly. That fucking four so, off so imagine the reach around from Why? that one. Why? <laughs> oh, he could do a double Dutch runner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> sure, sure. All right, uh, all right. <laughs> Jimmy's on board. Um, yeah. So let's go to Star Wars news. There hasn't been much. We have some toy news, and then we got Clone Wars, right? So recently, and then books. what's that? Oh, and book stuff. Do you want to do that now? <laughs> Yeah, we Jimmy. do that now. Oh, do it. Jimmy, lead it up. Go ahead. All right. Oh. So 
There's a cool article that was put out, ClashingSabers.net, How Good Has Disney Been to Us? And it talks about uh, some of the newer novels, new canon versus old canon. As you know, five years ago, Star Wars fan base was thrown into complete emotional turmoil, at least for those of us who read, uh, when Disney announced that now, the now old expanded e- universe was going to be removed from official canon to make way for new stories based on the sequel trilogy. Uh, since then, you know, you anytime you take a dip into the sort of radioactive pool, formerly known as social media, um, I feel like you're in two ta- two camps, uh, or maybe even three camps. One, you're like totally embracing of the new canon. You're wel- welcoming the chance for the new and old authors to contribute new content and stories to the universe. Two, this other camp, you're vehemently against vehemently. Excuse me anti-new canon and discount all the new written works because they can never be as good as the books of old or three you're like chris and you just don't give a fuck all because you know there aren't any pitches so who gives a shit um (laughs) so me personally me personally i've had i've had a difficult time reconciling like the 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 personal amount of time the massive amount of time i spent investing all over in the uh, excuse me, investing myself in the expanding universe, the literature, the lore. Uh, I've been collecting and reading Star Wars novels for well, like almost twenty five years uh, since the early nineties. And wow. for me, having to just like set those aside, I mean that's that's difficult, you know, incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. I mean, knowing that there's so many rich stories that were been previously told, like. The Black Fleet Crisis is a really good one, um, and a lot of the like the, the the Jedi Academy trilogy was a good one, and that was only captured in a book, uh, but it was still like part of the part of the part of the current the, the old canon, I say, uh, but never made it to a live action or like animated screen. So at first I'm bummed, but truly I welcome this, you know, open arms, all the new stuff that's come out. I got no beef against it. It's just you know two sort of separate groups. You know, and I and I still reread a lot of the EU and stuff, and I'm super excited about High Republic. That announcement that came out earlier this month that was that was super super cool. But, anyways, long story short, I draw your attention to this cool article that came. The guy uh, Drew Brett, um, the Autumnal Knights, ClashingSabers.net. It goes through like 25 titles of like new canon versus old canon, uh, and he has a sort of uh, rough pair up from like the old books. So he goes through like. Ten books from the EU that people have gone nuts about. You know, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, Last Command. Then you look like Truce of Bakura that happened right after Return of the Jedi. The Crystal Star, example of one of those bad books that should just never be rewritten. Uh, <laughs> I, Jedi, The Phantom Menace, Vector Prime, Revenge of the Sith, and Darth Plagueis. And then on the new canon books like Thrawn, Lost Stars, Treason, Rogue One, Master and Apprentice, Bloodline... Leia, Prince of Alderaan, Ahsoka, Dark Disciple, Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire. And the way that he rates these books is that he goes on Goodreads to rate these. You know, you just can't go to an Amazon review because we saw what the fuck Chris and Kev did with the review of the, you know, Rise of Skywalker art book. Like, it's just so much shit out there. <laughs> so he tries to, he tries to like, compare these books, like old books versus new books. And if those of you, you guys have read iJedi, right? Ed, I know you've read iJedi. Yeah, I love Like, it. super epic book, really awesome. That came in at 464 pages, one of the longer, like, standalone Star wow. Wars novels. And another book that we love, you, we also like Lost Stars, right? The new canon? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. 
This also takes it with the most pages, 551 pages, just like a standalone book by itself. The story is all in it. It's a thicker book, a lot of detail in it. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, You look at least pages with sort of a lower ranking, lower quality. People don't really give a hoot about it too much or just the way... The way that it was published and written, there was The Force Awakens at 260 pages and The Truce at Bacora at 246 pages. I don't know if anybody's read Truce at Bacora, but the story was kind of e- interesting. It was about some soul-sucking aliens that come from some unknown region of space that you know, suck your soul into this machine and you just kind of fly around being their fighter that's just you know, basically slave army for the rest of their lives. But it's just... Uh, interesting how like you're comparing some of the old books that didn't do well in EU because it's still there's a lot of junk stories in the expanded universe you know there's a lot of stuff that you can just kind of just glaze over like Children of the Jedi Crystal Star even he mentioned Truce of Bacora you just pass over these there's a lot of other rich way better well more well written books that are in the EU that are awesome but then again in the new canon there's a bunch of duds as well I mean Honestly, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I wasn't super into Black Spire. Like, I get it; it was good, but it just kind of lost me, you know. And then, like mm. with Aftermath, I don't know if you guys read the uh, the, the latest Aftermath stuff, but like, I, I had a hard time until the second and third book, really just mm. getting into the story and really like bonding yeah. with the characters. You know, like I really want to, like I want to, I want to, I want to feel the character. You know what I mean? When I'm reading him, like I want to, I want to yeah. see what it's like. I want to really get that visual, like Mark Stackpole or Michael Stackpole. Mark Stackpole, the Rogue Squadron series. Yeah, yeah. yeah forgive yeah. me, Mike. Mike Stackpole. I'm so sorry. Um, like did such like right out the gate, page one, Rogue Squadron, Cornhorn perspective. You're there in the cockpit with them. Did a really good job, and they did that in Alphabet Squadron. Really brought wow. you in and like brings you into those characters. And Lost Stars does that, and I Jedi does that. So you know you have the moral of the story is you have good books. You have okay books. You have bad books. You're going to have them, you know, some stories are going to be richer than others. And in this High Republic stuff that comes out, there's going to be a whole lot of books that we're going to love. And there's going to be a whole lot of books that be like, who the hell is this character? I hate this guy. And it's going to be Chris Hall's favorite character. Mark my words. <laughs> like Dexter. Like Dexter, yes, exactly, exactly. So that's just kind of a, it's a really cool article. Um, I think I posted it on my Twitters, but you know we'll make sure there's a link to this on here too. But it's really cool. Like, how good has Disney been to us? But people are saying like, oh, I hate the new canon, or I love the new canon. And so far, if you look at the Goodreads reviews based on the number of purchases, the number of people who have read them and rated them in Goodreads, which is a lot harder to do because I think you. Um, it's just a little bit more, I'll say it's a more level of effort than putting on an Amazon review. Oh. Um, gives you a better perspective of how, <clears throat> of how all those books were ranked. You know, oh, top probably, books obviously it's, thrown. It's, so I assume it's similar then. Like EU versus what we're getting from Disney? Yeah. Like a similar ratio? It is similar. I mean, there's, there's, there are a lot of books like um, Heir to the Jedi, Last Shot, Aftermath. Yeah, it's kind of around there with Chusip Bakora, Crystal Star, and the novelization of Phantom Menace. Like, I read all those, and they were okay. Chusip Bakora was, it grew on me. Like, I like some of the characters, but ultimately it just wasn't wasn't that good. And surprisingly, Vector Prime, that was a hard one to read, too. That was when uh, a moon crashed into Chewbacca. Oh, Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, that, was, that was weird. 
Seth, the whole brilliant. thing. Yeah, that was so. brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. Could see myself getting well into that. What was that other one I read? Planet of Twilight. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Planet of Twilight. Yeah. yeah. So you have some books like that. They just eh, didn't do so well. Whereas more higher ranked books, you have like Lost Stars, Heir to the Empire, um, Darth Plagueis, even though it's not canon. Um, A lot of people still love reading that book. And Leia, Princess of Alderaan. uh, That one was done by, again, Claudia Gray. Uh, Just amazing story. Good, rich lines really brings you and draws you in to like feel the character's perspective so that's my uh that's my rant so i'm gonna sign off and see you guys later just kidding. <laughs> that's good i mean yeah it's it's you gotta take a step back sometimes like you talk shit about stuff and you gotta take a step back and see what you got and yeah there, there was also shit back when Oops. you thought it was amazing uh-huh. um i will say though i really like the courtship of princess leia i don't know why it's just like <laughs> I think I was just in that teenage, like I need a love story in my life or something. Mm. I don't know. Like I, I really liked it when I was reading. Also, Dathomir. We all love Dathomir. Oh, story. dude! I mean, the Night Sisters. Yeah. Uh, and what what I liked about that is the backstory of the Old Republic ship that crashed the Chu One Thor or something like that that had the Jedi who was there that crashed and like that's how they sort of created the tribes of people who are there now mm-hmm. uh, that whole thing is yeah. brilliant I'll give you an brilliant. idea of what they can do with a force breaking every single bone in your body including mm. your teeth mm-hmm. yeah creating pain God. that's resonated with me for decades literally mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah that's a great. So there it that's is. A great point. That's a great point, Jimmy. Thank you for that. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, let's talk about Clone Wars. You ready for Clone Wars? Yeah. All right. So um, this is kind of spoilery. So if you haven't seen the latest, was the episode eleven of the latest season? It is. Uh, then yeah, let's um, let's do our spoiler. Warning, and this is the time of the episode where I look at Chris and I'm like, are you ready to do your live spoiler warning or am I going to play the recorded? It's ready. He's ready. Okay, so he's going to get into character. Here we go. Ah, you think I am. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That was amazing. You weren't expecting that, were you? There we go. No, yes. no, I was so, not. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking palps are out, but you I'm know. not. I'm not feeling chief today. I'm not feeling chief. It's okay, you know, man. We'll I just call you Seal Babble. Seal <laughs> Babble, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking babbling over there. So we we had the continuation from last week of the Clone Wars, and you know, you see it. it I loved it. I'm just going to say it right now. We're going to go around the horn and see what we all think. Um, my girls and wife watched it with me. They loved it. The biggest thing about it is my wife watched it. And she had just finished watching all the Mandalorian. And Ooh. I was telling her about the connections that were possibly going to be made in season two of the Mandalorian with Bogotan and Ahsoka. And she was like, and the dark saber and stuff. And she, her mind, she was like looking at me, like, like mouth open. What? Like, oh my god! 
Like, yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> but um, the girls absolutely loved it. We're watching it. And one of my girls, Gwen, she asked a question. And then Gina, my wife, she's like, starts like answering. Like, I don't know. And she's like, I was asking daddy. So, what do you guys think of the latest Clone Wars episode? Let's go around the horn. <coughs> Who wants to go first? Jimmy. I'll go first. Oh, no. yeah, no, Mark. Mark. No, let's let Mark go first. <laughs> yeah, the guest, Mark, the go guest is going first. <laughs> no, right. in this house, the guests eat last. Well, there you go. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Mark. All right. So, um, I went in this episode because people were uh, people were hyping up the whole Order sixty six part of it a little too much online, and I think in that sense I was a little disappointed. But I'm not disappointed in what I saw because you know you get to see a very 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 like I, the fact that we get to see Ahsoka go through it. There's nobody else around her but herself. And and the clones are all surrounding her. She might think she's safe. She knows something's up. Something doesn't feel right already, you know? Maul knows something is up, too, you know? And I, I, it just that interaction, the way that they ended up having to play off of each other and the way it worked out was awesome. Um, I, I, I think overall it is a really, really good episode, but I, I almost feel I'm like, okay, we've seen what happens with Ahsoka during this time. I'm all, but even though we know what happens outside of it, I kind of want to know a little more of what's going on outside of this little corner of the world because the, the bigger effect of what's going to happen and what we don't see um, in the movie, you know, um, and what we don't see in this episode is what I really want to see. I want to see a little more. Or and if we don't get that, then I want to see the aftermath of it, you know? Mm. So because, I mean, after that, after everybody gets killed in the film, you know, it just centers around like Obi-Wan and Anakin and everything else that comes after that and the birth of the, 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 the twins and everything. But how does the world feel, the universe feel about the Jedi having been killed off? So that's what I want to know a little bit more about at this point, but we'll leave it at that. Mm. Nice. It's true. Come on. Um, you wonder be well. You wonder because sorry, I, I gotta ask you about this though because I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like everybody just slaughters this entire policing body, you know, what I mean? <laughs> and everyone's just cool with it. And then by the time right? of of uh, a new hope, and even. Pr- pre new hope with like rogue one and uh that sort of time period everyone's just completely fucking forgotten about the jedi like never yeah. existed yeah. and i'm like really yeah like, the mandalorian you... doesn't know yeah. about the jedi like i don't know. i yeah that could be a whole episode in itself you know mm-hmm. what i mean like how can how could the galaxy not have reacted better to mm-hmm. the Emperor just extinguishing the Jedi and having the uh, this whole takeover and the entire galaxy being okay with it. Yeah. Oh, this is the Ooh, power I... of media. You see it nowadays. Oh, like, dude. Oh, true. And true. you see him shunning the Jedi in all the hollow hollow net. Hello, Nick. Yeah. Just like you, just like you see people fucking shunning lockdown orders. And anyways, yeah, let's let's not go into that. Let's not go. There. Let's not fucking exactly. go. There. Let's not go there. Not go there. But I yeah, like that, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Very cool review. 
Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? I think personally, this is one of my most favorite Clone Wars episodes. Could be the best one I've seen. And I like it from the very beginning. The very, very beginning when we see this just musical montage. Nothing is spoken for like a couple of minutes in the very beginning as they're parading Maul, the Mandalorians, and like Bo-Katan and uh, um, Ursa, Ursa Wren, Sabine's mother, walking alongside her. I thought Mm -hmm. that was a really cool reference. Um, Walking alongside, you know, delivering them to Commander Rex and Ahsoka Tano and that just eerie music. It's just like, it's just so full of suspense and a lot of anxieties in there of everyone's just on edge. Like there's not, there's something not right. Everything's going great. We got Maul, Mandalore safe. Why is, why is something wrong? Right. And I, I love that vibe the whole way through. You just see Maul looking so intently at Ahsoka because he knows that she is like him. Someone who is cast by their masters the way the Jedi just completely betrayed um, Ahsoka Tano with the flip of a coin and the way that the Emperor just dispensed with Maul as, you know, the Emperor does. So that that whole arc is, is, is just absolutely great. You see Maul and Ahsoka have way more in common than you think. Like, they're the same character. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, both, I also, that was into that, that, was into that last week, though, wasn't it? That yeah. was into that last week with, Phantom that, with those two... Yeah, okay. dude, it was yeah. beautiful. This this whole this whole last three, ugh, I, I I absolutely love it. Um, that Mandalorian prison chamber, like when she referenced, it's a like a relic of the past. It's the last one. Don't worry, we don't have any other ones. Just kidding, we have so yeah. Many more. <laughs> um, seeing that was really hilarious. Like, well, not hilarious, but really cool because again, I love that lore and literature. And when the Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, MMORPG came out. Like years ago now, they were releasing all these videos about the Mandalorian Wars and stuff like that. Relics of the past, like you see, like Darth Revan, Knights uh, of the Republic, that era. Like this is straight up from there, and uh, it's so cool, and I love it because it's got such. It has such a, a medieval, like not prehistoric, but just a medieval look to it. You know, like it is mm-hmm. thousands of years old that they used to contain. What was it? Uh, crazy Jedi or crazy Force wielders or something like that? Yeah. Fanatical or whatever. What, what I found, um, what I found weird with that though, it, 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 not weird, but like obviously they had that where they kept Maul in it, but then if it was like to trap Force users, why did they have to open it up? Because surely, if well, they see, were, do you know what I mean? Like if they were gonna, because if you open that up, they Force users would use the Force and straight away, boom, they'd be out. I mean, I, I write it off on something in the material that just like, just like yeah. you know, like a Yasselamiri or whatever, the animal yeah, creature. Yes. From, you know what I mean? Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, that yeah, generates yeah. the field, whatever, plot device, plot device, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. But, that, con- um, that containment unit was very much like, it reminded me of a cross between an Iron Maiden and then, uh-huh. um, <laughs> and then you got a bit of like Hannibal Lecter and Silence of the Lambs. And yet, almost a little bit like a carbonite. Um, yes, you know, like being mm. carbonite. But yeah, yeah, it just it it was it was it was cool. It was creepy because I love how you got to focus on Maul's eyes. Yes, yeah, oh, his, right. his, yeah one yeah. of his best features, man, has yeah. always been his eyes. Like I yeah. just rewatched the end of season three of Rebels 
our season two rebels where Ahsoka we thought died. You know what I mean? And like it's yeah. all you just see his eyes the whole time. But mm-hmm. there were a whole many more bips and bobs of the old episode that I really enjoyed. But that was the one that real. I'll just focus on that whole scene there again with the Mandalorian arc. I'm loving it more and more every day. And again, the music, well done with the music. Really, mm-hmm. again, it puts you there. And I mean, we all know how Order 66 was going to go, you know, so it's just the the build up, you know, that suspense of how it's going to go down. So, yeah, that's my bits on it. Yeah. And that's where the eerie music comes in. I I felt like the eerie music really built up Order 66 because you're like, oh, it's happening. It's fucking. Yeah. When's it going to happen? You're like on the edge of your seat. Like, it's so eerie right now. When's it going to happen? Suddenly. And then, you know. Because you just know well, they, that everyone on screen right there is going to die or suffer in some way. Like, and everything's going to go upside down in a bad way. Yeah, and it's showing mm. the clone troopers in force at the same time. It's showing, like, mm. how many there are around her. While, Already on Mandalore. I mean, like, while she's transporting Maul. Like, it, they do, like, an extra job of showing all the clone troopers loading Maul onto the thing, transporting him to this the destroyer, and then unloading. You know, it's just like, and there's troopers everywhere. It's just eerie music the whole time, and you're like, well, it was, oh, my it God, was what's it like, going to happen? Are they all going to, like, <laughs> jump on Ahsoka and just kill her? Like, what's going to happen? Oh, I know. Well, I mean, there were, there were like, there were half, like, or clone troopers on one side, and there were a bunch of Mandalorians on the other side. But they like the clone troopers. Like they were just seeing like there were so many more of them, and like clone they hadn't been there and invaded yet. But all of a sudden now they're there. Yeah. Well, speaking of the music, they actually took some music from Revenge of the Sith, didn't they? At one point, yeah. you know, the, was it? Yeah, when they actually used it, that was like holy shit. That's like direct lifting from that. That was mm-hmm. that was amazing. That was amazing. Just the, the soundtrack for these last three episodes been fucking brilliant. Like really has sort of bring that or brought that dread to it and that whole because we all knew that we were going to see order 66 in this episode yeah. uh, so it was kind of like how the how they're going to do it what you know what but it was quite i agree with kind of what mark said that, that when that happened it didn't hit me as much as i thought in a way that order 66 bit because we saw palpatine do it and i kind of thought oh okay and then the, the rest just happened kind of thing but um you know one of the strength for me was was just the rex art i love mm-hmm. rex has just been amazing um yeah. so i kind of was hoping to see how that would play out and that was really fantastic how he used the fives and the inhibitor chip just actually tell her to like warner boom she was in there straight away yeah that was yeah. cool yeah. Yeah. yeah that was great Great. I, I think I think if they had for that Order sixty six moment, if they had more victims, like all the only victim was Ahsoka, right? Mm. In that show, maybe if they had more innocent bystander victims slash Jedi that you saw, obviously you'd have to change the whole fucking story. Then it'd be like way more emotional. But but you don't need that because you got that in Revenge of the Sith. So like yeah, they, I think, they I think know, they're telling the story. Yeah, they know yeah. who their audience is. We know what it how emotional it was. We're just wanting to see how Ahsoka's experience was. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then at the same time, we've also had other characters that have been introduced since then that we wonder. I mean, we obviously know Cal Kestis and all these other people oh. that have like been involved in it since then. It makes you wonder about all these other people 
and 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 Kanan, obviously, because they showed Kanan, you know, a little while ago, and just to see a little more of that. But again, if if we see the aftermath of it, then I'll be happy about that too, because that's fine. You don't have to see the actual moment. We've already seen it, but it's like let's see a little more of what happens now. You know, the mad scramble, because those who are left alive have to run for their lives. Exactly. So what happens day day one? You know, mm-hmm. we, we see day zero. What's day one? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, and, and Fallen Order does a great job of... Yes. Oh, oh my man. God. Kev, you like that one, right? Fallen Order. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> Dude, Fallen, Fallen Order is great. Again, like, like you said, it gives us a, a glimpse into that perspective of the universe that we really haven't seen. No one's yeah. really been touching it, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, Chris, what did you think of the episode? You, did you watch it? Yeah. All right, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kev? <laughs> I love it. I've, I've told my little bit. I, uh, um, I really enjoyed it. All right, lad. All right, lad, won't it? Uh, not bad. Not bad, lad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I, I love I really enjoyed this art. I think it's hard to separate this whole arc. You know, when you talk about an individual episode, I don't really... I think they're all going to be seen. I, I'm absolutely convinced this is going to get edited together as a film. Yeah. These, yeah. these four. So a... I thought it, I, I personally didn't think it was as good as last week's, which is still, I think one of the best episodes of Clone Wars last week, but I thought it kind of slowed it down a little bit, which it was needed after last week's. And um, yeah, I loved it with no more to say than what you've said. Great. And Chris, you liked it? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Any comments on it? Any... Uh, yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just. I. I'll just. I don't think I'm as emotionally invested in these characters as you guys are. But I don't. I'm not shitting on it. I just. It's good. It just. I think, like Mark was saying. Uh, I don't get to watch it until majority of Twitter's already seen it. And when I go on there and people are just like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then I sit down and watch it and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Mm. It's so hard (laughs) to like, just not listen, just stay away from the hype. Mm. I want to watch it and not have to like everybody like putting all their hopes and all this stuff on it. And it's like, I I don't want to hear it. You know, it's like, it's cool because then I'm going to get this idea in my head of what to expect. And it's like, it kills it for you, you know? So no, that that, that happens with everything though. Doesn't it? It's like when somebody says, watch this movie, it's the best film you'll ever see. And you watch it and you go, that's all right. That's all right. You know, somebody, somebody gives you an album and go, listen to this, mate. It's fucking brilliant. And you listen to it. You go, that being (laughs) said, I want to tomorrow when we get to watch or later tonight, when we get to watch mm. this final episode, I hope it tugs on my heartstrings. I want to ugly cry a little bit and I want to have a happy, sad star Wars day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I made the fourth. I made the fourth sad day. Yeah. It's yeah. coming up May the fourth and we'll go over what we're going to do for our star Wars day. Although every day is a star Wars day for us. Well, I mean, can I, can I just slide in one quick thing before we transition out of that? Yeah, oh yeah, we're not transitioning yet. Keep going. Good, good, good. Because, I mean, I'm always in some kind of state of transition, as you know. Um, 
on May the 4th, going back to Piccolo Restaurant, obviously we can't go into the restaurant to dine in this year, and it's such a bummer because we've been there uh, five, four of the past five years they've done it. They do a three, four course dinner, uh, all Star Wars themed. Um, they have a Star Wars cocktail list. Again, all the names are all changed around. Like there's a Vaderade, uh, the Canto, the Canto Bike Cooler, um, a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, Gamorian pork rinds, um, X-wing rations kit, which is for like little meat, meats and charcuteries and shit. Yeah. So they're offering a pickup to go this year. So Ooh. called in, uh, we ordered it, and uh, he's like. Come by and pick it up at 4.30 p.m. tomorrow. Take it home and enjoy it with your favorite Star Wars movie. Boom. Nice. Done. So we get nice. to do it again from home. So I need to figure out what we're going to watch on May the 4th. Sweet. <gasps> First Are contact. You... <laughs> what? First contact. Oh. Nah, motion picture, bruh. That's, that's my new that's my new favorite Star Trek movie, motion picture. Anyway, so that's my quick plug. So shout out to Chef Damien Sansonetti and his wife Ilma Lopez, they own Piccolo and Cheval in Portland, Maine. They do an amazing job at those restaurants and actually really uh, doing a lot of outpouring of support for people in the restaurant community too, trying to get people to do takeout and getting people out there and, you know, during this whole time of crisis, just trying to keep some work coming in. So, love it. Love that we're keeping my May, May the 4th dinner. I can, I'm so stoked to share the menu and everything on it next week. Tweet. So, do you know what you've ordered yet, Jimmy? Or is it all... It's all it's all surprise. surprise. Yeah, oh. we're not going to know until we show up. So though we go there, they hand us the the box with all the things in it, the menu, and there may be some instructions in on it as well. Um, a lot of the nicer restaurants have been doing like a, they'll have a takeaway now because they would never do a takeaway. They'll have instructions like heat this at this and heat this and mix it with that, and you're good to go. And this worked out pretty cool. Ah, sweet, nice. You know, I hope something's themed like Dexter's Dexter's Diner. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I hope so. No. I hope so too. Well, I mean, they had a. Remember, they had the. Uh, I the, really the first, do. The first year where they did it, they had um, they cut open a uh, pig stomach that had stuffed with sausages. So it was <gasps> the Tonton uh, sausage. <sighs> yep. Yep. I That's like awesome. it. I like it a lot. I remember that. <laughs> that was awesome. Back to Clone Wars. Just a few things, because I really wanted to pose these questions to you guys. Um, okay. When Ahsoka did not tell the Jedi Council about Anakin Skywalker and what she learned from Darth Maul, Vision, mm-hmm. why do you think she didn't tell him about tell them about him? Like, oh, uh, when she walked in after the, the they lifted that scene from Revenge of the Sith, didn't they? When yeah, they were yeah. all and then sort of, and then mm-hmm. you you know she knows what Maul told her, and um, she decided not to tell him. And Rex even brought it up. Mm. Like what you yeah. can tell him, and she was like, "Nope." Um, why? What motives do you think Ahsoka had for that? Like, why? Why do you think she was not going to tell the Jedi Council about that? Mm. Other than it being convenient for story, the story. Mm. Nah, <laughs> yeah, she still doesn't. There's still we're, we're, back to, we're back to plot device, aren't we? We're back to plot device. Nah, man, she still doesn't trust them. Dude, she walked away from them. It's like yeah. she's like, and she also has a hard time believing the fact that her master is going to turn all of a sudden. That she can't believe that. How she she's like, this guy. How's this going to happen? You know. Well, well, right. And if she thinks that if she 
she doesn't believe that it can happen. But seeing how they reacted to her being framed earlier in Clone Wars mm-hmm. by telling him she would invoke some kind of crazy reaction that similarly happened with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And see how it ruined her. So she wouldn't want that to happen to Anakin. So maybe some of that like played a part in that yeah. whole discussion. When Mace was like, okay, citizen. Yeah. yeah I was like, oh, fuck yeah. you. I was yeah. like, I'm a jack second. Well, fuck you, bitch. That was, that was fucking harsh, wasn't oh, it? That man. was harsh. Citizen, go All right. Away. Yoda, like, Yoda still the calls fuck? her Padawan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's another thing. Like, is that yeah. respectful or not respectful? I don't know. The Padawan thing. But, um, like, you, you hear May say that, and you're like, oh, fucking burning your own fucking pyre. But, like, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. You deserve it. If if this exactly. is going to fuck you over, then fuck you. <laughs> exactly. But it was, it, was, it was put there to kind of highlight the Jedi's faults at that point, Hubris. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that's what I led. So um, exactly exactly that. And also, I mean, at this point, does she still hope that she's going to talk to Anakin? You know, and at that point, so I just thought exactly what Jimmy said. It was she didn't want to go down that route again. So, and it proves yeah. it, it just again proves her point that they've already fallen. You know, mm. they're they're over yeah. their their overconfidence is their weakness. You know, mm. even though Luke said that to the Emperor, really, that's. This the Jedi is overconfidence. Right, right. Uh, brilliant episode. Just, yeah, just that brilliant. was my last one. I had to bring it up because that was just a huge thing for me to see. And then Rex yep. even bringing it up. Yeah. Hey, you know what? After seeing that, like, just the whole thing just made me so thirsty for a Yoda soda, you know, or a Kylo Rye, you know, just just or a a Dagobah fizz, maybe, you know, just something to really quench your thirst because it just make you so parched from that anxiety. Yep. Yep. All righty. So that ends Clone Wars. Let's talk about what we are planning on doing for May the 4th. I know Jimmy's going to do the. Uh, the Piccolo thing. Piccolo takeaway. You yeah. Do yeah. Anything else, Jimmy, for Star Wars? tomorrow um i mean i'm gonna be wearing my imperial officer's cap all day during all my company meetings um which hopefully everyone's cool with but um yeah man no i found the old the old uh menus here dude imperial dewback ribs porkins last trench run amperu's bantha milk uh dex diner patty melt that was definitely one on there but um Mm. yeah just gonna be eating well and watching movies anyone else doing anything special for may the 4th Anything? Working. Working. <laughs> Me too. Well, obviously working, yeah. I've been working. Yeah. But mm. there's a there's trivia night tomorrow night. Locally, they're going to do online, so I'm going to do that. Nice. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Usually, you were talking about the, the local business that you would you support. Like ours here, usually it's a Seven Stars Bar and Grill, which is our local like Star Wars like Bar and Grill. Um, a lot of the Star Wars community around here rallies around them. The Mando Mercs, the 501st, and so forth, right? That's cool. Um, and so they they're, they have food that you can go pick up there and your drinks and whatever, too. But normally they host the trivia night for the South Bay Star Wars fan club, which I'm a part of out here. Um, shout out to those guys, too. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they it's like it's a, it's a lot of fun. The place gets packed and we just go in there, we do trivia night, you know, and oh, it's a lot of fun. I miss that so much. Yeah. So when I saw that that was going on, I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. See what happens. So, 
Yeah. Nice. Ah, nice. so how how they're doing that, dude? Is that like an online quiz? You just yeah, it's log an on online, and, qu- yeah, it's yeah. an online quiz, you know. And then it's on the trust system, so you know, it's like I'll I'll do my best. Yeah. If I crash and burn, it's on me. But if not, you know, then it's all good. Yeah. Cool. So they're relying <laughs> on you not to look at Google. Exactly. Much... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, 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 I just look around at my collection. Well, there's the answer. No, it's gonna... <laughs> yeah. 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 Hold on. I give me a minute. I do Siri, a quiz on Friday is? night, which is the same thing. So it's like a quiz on Friday where everybody, they're basically relying on you not to look at Google. But you know when you get one of their answers that you know the answer to and you think, I know the answer, but I can't quite remember. And your phone's like right next to you. You think, shall I just fucking Google this? <laughs> 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 but no, no. So I don't do it. I don't do it. All right. Shall we get into our top five? Dude, yes. I've been waiting. Yeah, come on. Oh. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. All so, the last hour. Last week we had mentioned this, but we're going to do our top five starships. Anything that flies in the stars, right, Jimmy? Sure. Anything that flies high in the sky. So not a snow speeder. Sorry, Kev. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, it, whatever. Oh, whatever. So, Jabba sailing barge, you know, speeder bike swoop, whatever the fuck. That's cool, too. No, they're not flying in the stars. Okay. <laughs> Those are vehicles. We could do top five vehicles. We could do that at some point. Continue. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight we're going to do our top five uh, starships. Um, We also have a few listener contributions to this as well. Um, I think three. Because we have three listeners. Um, Do you want to (laughs) go? Do you want to do theirs first and then ours? Or do you want to do ours first and then theirs? Let's do ours first and then theirs. Okay. Jimmy, go ahead. Uh, your fifth. We'll go around Me? the horn and do our oh. fifth. Okay, okay, okay. My fifth, uh, I'm going with the Chiss Clawcraft. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I I wanted to say before we got into this, before Jimmy started his top five, how many of these will we fucking know and have heard of? <laughs> <laughs> It should have been an over-under. Oh, my God. I would, I would have put Bonnie on that. Jimmy's going to go five, and I'm going to go, what the fuck does that look like? We've already started, and he's already taking the chiss. If it makes you feel any better, you should know the rest of them. Uh, I, I hope so, because I've understood about 10% of this podcast tonight. It's totally okay. It's totally okay. That, that much. Anyways, the Chiss Clawcraft is the TIE Fighter, like, ball cockpit with these cool, like, tied of this, like, four... Um, four arrays that come out from it and it's like a claw and it's really fucking cool the end is it, is it canon no oh <laughs> we should have oh, said that ahead shouldn't we hey you canon. didn't didn't say didn't didn't there was no qualification there's that <laughs> all right i'm gonna so, f- that's my number five hers melt nice uh uh that uh. all right next uh mark Oh, all right. Okay. So right. my number five, I'm going right. to go with a, with a classic. I'm going to go with the uh, T-65 X-Wing. Because so, that's my favorite from when I was a kid. You know, classic ship. Good stuff. Love it. Kev? Oh, he's like crossing out. shit out on his yeah, he's, he's writing it down now. Don't make funny about you if I say this one. <laughs> my number five is the B-Wing. Yes. Ooh, the blade I wing. love it, Kev. <laughs> wow. The B wing is H, right? And you, I'll get to my another one in a minute because it's from my favorite Star Wars space battle 
the Battle of Endor, when I first saw it, that fucking battle is just, oh, sweet. And all I've got to say, it's got a fucking rotating cockpit. Case closed. It's awesome. Move on. Mm. What? <laughs> a rotating cock. Oh, wait. Yeah, what exactly. are we talking about? <laughs> okay. It's, it looks ace. It's fucking great. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> number five. Only at number five, though. Boom. There you go. It's all right. Bird. It's all right. That's good. Uh, Chris. Uh, number five. It's a uh, the Razor Crest. Oh, yeah. good choice. Okay, so that's awesome. Why? Because uh, it's fucking badass. <laughs> it is. Definitely. It's awesome. It just looks like something out of World War Two. It's just mm-hmm. fucking old, knackered piece of junk. But it Hacker. fucking the way he flies it and the way it just fucking. Yes, yeah, the bollocks. Mm. Move along. <laughs> so I, I was I made this list knowing I'd hear your decisions and be like, "Fuck, I didn't think of that one." That is exactly <laughs> the Razor Crest. I was like, "Fuck, I didn't think of that one." I know, it's right? not anywhere on my list, but I will honorably mention it. I know you guys have honorable mentions. Same so here. Know. Yeah, did on yeah. that. We'll go over those at the end. Uh, my number five tie interceptor. Oh, gosh. Good fucking man. Yeah. Like you said, like you said, Return of the Jedi, Kev, the battle, the space battle is amazing. Seeing all those new ships and lots of them, lots of them, that's different. Yeah. Seeing lots Mm. of them compared to the other movies. And the TIE Interceptor just looks so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. To me. Uh, I mean, that one shot when Lando says fighters coming in and it's just fucking. Like, I was what nine years old when i was in the cinema watching that and to this day that one bit was like fuck me it's fucking incredible the empire yeah. overwhelming that's right oh beautiful absolutely beautiful yeah all right number four fellas number four um we start in the same way we're gonna go with jimmy first yeah right as well all right go let's ahead. see okay. what see, okay. see if i've heard of this one <laughs> <laughs> Guys, a bunch of cocks. <laughs> Come on, you my motherfucker. Number, Come on. My number four. My number four is the Y Wing. Ooh. I just I, I I love the look of it. I mean, it's a slow as hell fighter. Not that good <laughs> in the dogfight. Carries some ordnance. Has an ion turret that was handy in X-Wing Miniatures version 1, but definitely not in version 2 anymore. Um, But just a beautiful looking ship. Just a really classic sort of, you know, that came out of that 1970s conceptual art style. You know, it was modeled after the B, well, the B something super fortress that they used in World War II. The B, um, not B-52, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> anyways um, military air, yeah, air warfare history whatever but just I love it the Y-Wing is cool it was tough it could just really get there uh, and the X-Wing comic Dark Horse series like the 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 like General Horton Psalms people they were always like gritty grungy almost like almost like really like rough truck drivers just want to come in and just going to kick your ass because they're in this gang and they fly these super tough ships I don't know why I said that but I did so Y-Wing number four <laughs> they just want to come in all right, uh, uh, sure. Mark. <laughs> My number four is the B wing. Oh. So I, I got, I love that ship. It's again, I we love that. Awesome, we, we love the rotating cock, and uh, we do. <laughs> I love the look of it. 
Um, and, and, you know, like Kevin mentioned, it's just the Battle of Endor has a lot of the ships that just stayed in my mind and the, the ones that have like, oh, that's such a great design, you know, and then, and then to see it, the way it was used in Rebels too was fantastic. So that, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, B-Wing, B-Wing's room number four. So understandable. B-Wing is on my list, but, um, we'll get to that later. Ooh, there Kev. it is. Ooh, my number four. We've had it. It's one of yours, Ed. It's the TIE Interceptor. Yeah. Nice. Uh, TIE Interceptor. What a goddamn design. I mean, all the I do like all the sort of TIE designs. Um, obviously, Vader's TIE and stuff like that. But this TIE Interceptor one is just so special. I saw. I think I saw an interview once with Doug Chang talking about it and he just wanted wow. to make it sleeker and make it a little... You know, just it just looks so cool, uh, and it's my favorite. Oh, and Jimmy's got a little model hold up. Um, <laughs> it's you know, and it's so good that they kind of based Kylo Ren ship on it for. Um, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and it's just such a cool design and such a cool look that once again, from the Battle of Endor, that it's just amazing. So yeah, my number four tie interceptor. Like. Nice. I agree. Mr. Chris Hall, what is your number yes. four? I can guarantee I'm the only person with this on their list. <laughs> this is me. Come on. I'm sure you can guess. It's the uh, Naboo N1 Starfighter. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. What film's that from, Chris? It's from the greatest film ever made, Kevin, uh, designed by one of the most genius designers in film history, Mr. Doug Chang, the man himself. Yeah. Uh, give me that fucking bright yellow hot rod shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's just like, George, George, do you want me to do some American graffiti shit up in this? Yes, mate. Yeah. Get it on. Get it on. Nice. Awesome. Love it. Sweet. So sleek. Love it. Mm. My number four is... Sorry, I had it written down. Uh, <laughs> one you see all the time, actually, but it's an earlier version of it. The Millennium Falcon, but when you see it in Solo. Nice. Because the man owned it himself, and it was yeah. pristine. Yeah. Had a nice coat closet and a bar. Yeah. So oh, God, that, yeah, this is interesting. So it's the uncut Falcon. Yeah. With the, the, um, yeah. <laughs> the blue and white. Fucking love it. Jimmy's got and a picture of it over his monitor. Um, it's good. Fucking love it. Um, obviously, has the Lando attachment to it. That's obviously why I like it. That's what I'm saying. It's uncircumcised. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, it's the best description. Love it. Yes. All right. Moving on to number three. Jimmy, your mic is not on. Oh, man. It's good. It's good. Don't worry. I was just playing with you the whole time. Yeah. Seriously, again, Time Interceptor. That's my number three. Time Interceptor for yeah, Jimmy. I know. It was three. funny. You guys were saying it. Like, right. I mean, again, Return of the Jedi, seeing them all fly in. Baron Fell, uh, son of Corellia, one of my favorite EU characters, um, was, you know, lead commander of the 181st. Um, the most feared 
starfighter squadron wing in the empire anyways and the awful interceptors with cool little red stripes on them but uh yeah tie, tie interceptor it's badass it's amazing reminds mm, me yeah. of the um sith fleet because of the red the redness mm. Mm-hmm. it's cool yeah sweet love it mark my number three is the shuttle tidarium Oh, I love that design, man. It's like it's again the sleek look of it. Um, I just love the sounds of it, the way it flies, the way the the wings fold into land. Um, you know, it just it's just a great looking ship, man. It is there? It is. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I I was gonna pull mine out, but Ed is holding up his X-wing miniature Star Wars. Look at that damn thing! I mean, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like it looks good. As it's flying, and then as it lands, it like it still holds its elegance. So yeah, it, I, you know, as a really good word, elegant. I know it's weird <laughs> to say about a transport, you know, a shuttle, or whatever, but it does look elegant. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Good looking ship. Just fly <laughs> casual, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> this was the ship that that I regretted leaving out the top five. No. <laughs> wow. It's not in my top five, and. It hurts me now. Now I see that like that. I'm like, why have I left that? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Kevin. I got it in there for the both of us, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah, dude. Done. Thank you. I'll take that all day long. That's perfect. Oh, man. Why have I not put that ship in my top five? And I knew I'd regret leaving that one out. <laughs> I knew it. Kev, what's your uh, number three? Uh, T65 X Wing, number three. Uh, the X Wing fighter. Um, nothing but. Nothing more to say on that that, that had not been said. It's fucking sleek, cool, fast, fucking fucking Luke Skywalker owned it. Fuck me, it's just great seeing it back again in Rise of Skywalker. It's just That's fucking great. super sleek ship. The X Wings yeah, are just great. super cool anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the sound they make and the, the Death Star battle from A New Hope. Seeing that as a kid and just seeing the X Wings up in full effect, it's still to this day just fucking amazing. So yeah, my number three is the. The X Wing T sixty five. Nice. Chris, number three. We'll do this as we'll do this as a joint one, Kev, because my number three is the X Wing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Can can I ask you guys one quick question? Can we all agree that when the special edition came out in ninety seven and they redid the Starfire scene in yes. A New Hope? Can we all agree that was the best fucking thing that ever happened? I was so I happy. I yelled out loud in the it. fucking theater. Mike was I, the one who fucking yelled out loud in the theater the I, loudest. Like, it's like it was all quiet. I'm all, oh, People got mixed emotions about special edition, whatever. I got them too, but... That was gorgeous. Man. I, I, love, I, I, I love seeing the, I love seeing the Starfighter battles. Well, well, yeah. I'm not agreeing, not agreeing to that. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. See the okay. camera come in on the cockpit and you see... The, you I'm know, not... I'm not oh. having no games changed and altered and dicked around with. Oh, my uh, God. Okay. All right. Carry on. Move along. I'm not having that. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on to number <laughs> three for me. Uh, number three for me is the B-Wing. As you know, if you are a listener on this podcast, yeah. B-Wing is my favorite starfighter. And we've all already talked about it. The rotating cockpit. Just how, like... It's symmetrical, but it's asymmetrical at the same time. If it was like rotated into, um, yeah, S foils collapsed. I I just I I just saw it in Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite Star Wars movie, and loved how it looked, its design, and how it got ready for combat, turned into an attacking T. 
<laughs> it just looks so sweet, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, oh, it is. dude. Loved it. And it's got fucking ordinance. Fuck you, Y-Wing. <laughs> Take the B-Wing. <laughs> the B-Wing owns it. Damn. <laughs> just kidding. I like the Y-Wing, too. Um, all right. Let's go on to number twos. Jimmy Dice, what you got? This is really funny because you already mentioned it. Uh, Millennium Falcon from the Solo era. Ooh. I mean, I... I won't spend too much time on this. Even I, I love the Millennium Falcon. When I figure out it and I think about a ship, it's like, man, what would I live on? What would be my ship? That would just that would be my home, my my palace. You know, you know, there's the Lady Luck. There's there's a whole bunch of different places you can go here. But Solo Air Millennium Falcon, I'd be pumping lo-fi beats in that shit all day long. <laughs> Heard and moving on. And I, and I thought about this one too. Jeff Pierman mentioned it on Twitter and I was like, ah, good call because I thought of that as well. The Ebon Hawk from Nice the Old Republic. Yeah. Love the look of that ship and just like the experiences you have in there throughout the story and like a really well laid out. You know, it's like, ah, oh, this would be a cool ship to like explore and own and fly and walk around in. So that's my number two. Nice, nice. Good choice, good choice. Mark? I'm going to continue continue with the Falcon Love, because that's mm-hmm. my number two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's pretty much any variation of that we've seen in the films. I pretty much love that ship. I mean, it's just it's one of those things you can always count on. You're going to love it. I love the sounds of it. I love as it jumps in hyperspace. I love that it fucking breaks down left and right, but it's home. So there's that. Yeah. Um, I may not necessarily care for any of the other variations in that particular type of freighter because some of them just look like cheap knockoffs. Fuck Dash Rendar. Um, and uh, <laughs> hey, the outrider. Hey, don't pull that on the YT twenty four hundred. The fuck. <laughs> it was a knockoff, and we all know it. <laughs> but yeah, the Falcon man. That's a beautiful ship. Yeah. True. Very true. Uh, Kev. Number two. Number two. Right. Right. This this hurt me more than anything because I wanted to have a joint number one. And I think you know because there's two ships left. You want to have a <laughs> right? joint? You want to have a joint? What? And yeah, okay. but I've had to put this and it's killed me in second place. But my number two is Slave One. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Now, look, I I think you know what my number one's going to be now, but my the slave one is just fucking so cool, uh, badass, and it's fucking was Django's, and then it was Boba's ship. Fucking, it's just amazing. Um, but I've had to put it into second place. And I wanted a joint first, but um, yeah, that's my number two. I have a question for you, Kev, because I know you really love the Slave One. And if anyone wants to give their answer, too, that's good, too. Um, Did the prequels make the Slave One better or worse for you? Or the same? Uh, About about the same. I had no... um, I mean, the prequels... I particularly like the seismic charges from there. Yes. That, that, that's just wow. oh, dude. I mean, how how can yeah. you how can you not love that scene? I mean, as oh, much yeah. as I, did, you know, we talk about Attack of the Clones, that's still one of my favourite scenes. And when you witness that in surround sound in a cinema, it's mm-hmm. it's absolute mm-hmm. badass. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I kind of like the 
the scene on Attack of the Clones on Kamino when Obi Wan and um, Django are fighting, and you see Slave One's kind of used then. So it didn't spoil anything. It was just cool seeing Slave One there again. Um, I like the little nods to Empire Strikes Back from it. So how Boba learns from it, the fact that he modifies it, it makes it his own ship when he takes it over from his dad. Fucking Slave One's just fucking awesome. I I hated putting this into number two. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's my second choice. I think for most people, the prequels enhanced everybody's love for the Slave One. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. The sound design alone. Wow. Amen. Amen. Wow. Um, okay. Mr. Chris Hall, your number two. Yes. Um, we've already had this mentioned by Mark. It's the Imperial Lambda Shuttle, commonly mm. referred to as Shuttle Tidarium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. Mm. I just want to reiterate everything that Mark said. The way it flies and then the way you see it land and the wings come up and it oh it's just it's graceful. It's a really, really beautiful, beautiful ship. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. It's it. just that, that that opening of Return of the Jedi when it flies yeah. over and, and Vader gets out. I love the sound that the landing platform makes when it opens. Mm. Yeah. Vader <laughs> down, you're like you're like, holy shit, that just fucking <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, and, and then in in, in the rent- I, might, I, might, I might put it as number one. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, well, I've, got, I've got, hang on, I've got my pen, lads. I've got my pen here. Fuck it, number one. Short you know what made here. it better in Revenge of the Sith? You see the runner-up of the version yeah. at I the was, end. You're like, I oh was, man, this is shit compared to the real one. I was less impressed with that one. Yeah, that was not all that great. <laughs> but you could see like what he was going with, like. Exactly. Yeah, and, uh, too obvious. So he nope. just gets up, goes to the same Anakin, comes back and said, "This fucking ship sucks. Can we make a new one, please?" <laughs> yeah. A little bit better. And I love, I love. There's a shot in Jedi where you see it just like docked on the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and it just looks like it's it obviously a map painting, but beautiful. it just looks fucking awesome, and it's Dark. massive as well. It's like yeah. it's huge. Yeah. The scale, yeah. the scale of it compared yeah. to the landing platform and stuff. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Love it. Great shot. It's just, Great it's shot. just, it's like a still matte painting, and then there's yeah. like the the animatic of a uh, that Attack Walker just like walks up like parks next to it, doesn't it? It's oh, so yeah. good. Oh, you know, perfect. Yes. As, 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 as like little time as that took up in the movie, like what, mm. five seconds or whatever. That how much impact did that have oh. on you as a kid? Yes, mate. Yes. Oh, agree. totally agree. Love it. <laughs> um, my number two might be surprising, but it's not surprising. It's on my list. It's the Lady Luck. I'm surprised it wasn't your number one. Yeah, it's not my number one, but uh, my number one might surprise you guys. But anyway, my number two is Lady Luck. It's Lando's luxury yacht from the EU, but it is now canon. It yeah, is it is kind of now, isn't it? Yeah, because of the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, Order to Personal Luxury Yacht 3000. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I, it has a perfect balance. I mean, I'm taking stuff from the EU, too. But it has a perfect balance of luxury. And I like to fuck with... <laughs> I also like to fuck shit up. Rotating you know cockpits? I mean? Got Durasteel and Turbo... 
lasers and shit. No, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> dude, that is ugly. Fully yeah, no. upgrade. It's not ugly. It's fucking. It's it's good. You've only picked that because it's Lando's. It's just a really nice uh, bus. You know, it's like a school <laughs> bus. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a charter coach. You know, well, those charter coaches it's that like, takes you, you from know, uh, Boston band, to New York, like the Fangois. A, a band drives across the country in a, in a bus. It's like a luxury This is like, this is like, Jackson, will you design me a spaceship? <laughs> and he'll be like, I'm going to take the middle of Jabba's sail barge and I stick some torpedoes on the side of it and then stick a speedboat on front. This is rubbish, speedboat. mate. Sorry. We put some nacelles on there. Oh, wait, that's I don't want to shit. I don't want to shit on your number two, mate. But that's pretty poor. <laughs> You've only picked that because it's Lando in it. Sorry, carry on. Well, Chris, 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 I love that fucking speedboat. <laughs> I mean, speedboat. As as much as it's got its defensive and offensive capabilities, it also has its luxury capabilities. So you got to keep that in mind. It's got an entire observation level that includes an exterior exterior deck with a bunch of viewports. It also yeah. has five visitor cabins decorated with rare art from around the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Conform yes. couches and a jet stream meditation pool and a small crystal garden. I'm still not sold, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Decent sales pitch, though. Number one, Jimmy. What are you saying? <laughs> Moving number on one. to number one. Um, before I say my number one, I'll just list my couple honorable mentions I had. Uh, the T65 X-Wing, honorable mention, classic. Love it, but not top five. Uh, Corellian Corvette, you know? Yeah. 10TV4. That's that's Ooh, that's that's a call, that. classic shit. Uh, the Victory Class Star Destroyer. Anybody who X Wing versus Tie Fighter Simulator game fans or Star Wars Armada tabletop fans, just a, a beautiful looking Star Destroyer. Just real nice. Love that. Love that diamond shape. Uh, also the Tie Defender. Tie Defender we saw in Rebels. Um, finally made canon from yeah, EU. That's a beautiful shit, just man. a beautiful, almost my, almost my number three instead of the Tie Interceptor. But man, Tie Interceptor goes so classic. But my number one of all the ships in the entire universe, it's it's perfect. You see it, and it, and it has this feeling of just this great impact because you know what's coming. But the Imperial Star Destroyer, number one, classic, beautiful. just class. Like architecturally, it's beautiful. It looks like a wedge. You know what I mean? Like just coming at you from the sky. You know what I mean? Like it's coming to attack. Like Pine an entire sky. yeah, exactly. Like, like you see them all in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Fucking amazing! Like a fleet of them. You know? And I love strategy games. I love Risk. I love Age of Empires. I love playing strategy warfare games. And Armada with the the Star Destroyer is just it's a be- beautiful piece. I love the model. The only Lego that I could ever think about pissing out an inordinate amount of money on would be that $700 Imperial Star Destroyer <laughs> nice. that I'll never Amen. fucking do. Nice. Um, do it, Jimmy. Do it. But anyway, fucking so there it. it is. The Imperial Star Destroyer, right. and I feel like uh, about to hear more of those. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, who else, let's, let's uh, chime in. Who else had this as their number one? Oh, God, no. No? I did. No? I did. 
I did. I had it. Yeah. All right. I might as I well mean, come in and say I also did right now, just to add on to it. Um, obviously, the Arrowhead. I, I'm going with the Instar Deuce, not the like original one with the fucking <laughs> X on top. <laughs> you want know to talk about? It's a yes. visual, physical uh, representation of the Scottish flag. Anyways. I don't know. I, I like the, the later one better, but it had such a profound impact on my childhood. Like, I just, like, haven't, like, if I pictured a capital ship in my head that had little starfighters coming out of it, it was an Imperial Star Destroyer. Nice. Yeah. Fucking. Ooh. Classic. It was the definition of capital starship for me. As much as Ooh. I wanted a Mon Cal to be, no. It did not yeah. measure up. Yeah. It did not. Yeah. The the angles, the the arrowhead shape, the like offensive nature of this shape, <laughs> and the tac- tactics you could do with it by pointing it in certain directions and having the turbo lasers be able to angle in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just fucking loved it. Anyway, that's my number one as well. I have call outs, but I'll do that later. All right. Nice. Sweet. Mark, your number. All one. right. So I'm going to do like Jimmy did with the honorable mentions first before I get to my number one. So I'm going to go with the ghost. Um, I like the design of that ship. I like like the Phantom. So that one's a pretty cool one. It stood out of the newer ships. It really stood out to me. Um, next would be the cloud car because that just reminds you of being a kid. <laughs> I love that little guy. I thought that's it's just awesome. such a cool little ship, that right? Little guy? Yeah. Well, not little guy. I mean, compared to all the other ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the Nebulon B medical frigate. I just oh, love the look of that ship. Um, and just something about it just Amen. has always stood out in my mind. Mm. Um, all right. And my number one, which I'm glad follows you too, but because I'm a size queen, it's going to be the executor. So <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's just so grand. It, it, like, it took my love of Star Destroyers, and the first time I saw that damn thing in The Empire Strikes Back, I was yeah. just, I was, like, taken aback. I was like, how is it possible that that design just became this? It was so big and so menacing and just, and, you know, and beautiful, you know, um, and goes out in grand style. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, no man, that ship is just fantastic. It's beautiful. That, that is a true arrowhead. Yeah, exactly. In shape. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, that'll yeah. get you. Yeah, piercing that <laughs> Death Star. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting up from that one. Oh, All yeah. of that shot. So good. So good. Kev, wake up. You're number one. All right, my number one. <laughs> well, this is going to be a bit controversial. My number one. Oh fuck off! Are you ready for it? <laughs> it's uh, it's General Grievous's soulless one. No, oh! just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the Mustang in space. You know, Chris, <laughs> when you said, you know, when you just had a dig at uh, ad for that Lando design. Jesus, yeah. General Grievous's ship. That's not uh, fuck me. Who designed that? That's terrible. It's so bad. That I one. think half of it was uh, meant to be terrible, though. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah, look, we can. I know we pick our favourites, and mine is so obvious. It's the Millennium Falcon. Um, the simple reason is this ship is a character on its own. It is the greatest Star Wars design 
of all time. You show that to anybody, you show that shit to anybody, and it's I love it more than anything. It's the coolest piece of design for a ship. It's simple, it's effective. And oh, it's not simple. Complicated it's as fuck. Absolutely an astonishing design look. It's cool as hell. It's driven by the coolest dude who took it from <laughs> who took it from some fucking scoundrel that didn't deserve it. Hey Ed. <laughs> Should have no, kept not, it. Not about character not about characters that own it. I'm just talking design. I'm talking yeah. look. I'm talking everything. This thing is it's just it's obvious and it's boring to say it, but the Millennium Falcon is just fucking amazing. It's its own entity. It's its own character. It's its own thing. Every time you wanted to see that, all this stuff, when The Force Awakens came out, it's that, when you saw the Falcon, you were like, holy shit. The, the Millennium Falcon is just number one. I, it's boring. It's obvious, but it's number one. I, I want to add, like, I, I brought this question up with my wife, and she said Millennium Falcon. I'm like, because you, you like the, the shape and stuff? And she's like, no, because Chewie's on it. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess that's an added factor. Having but just yeah. look, knowing just look there's the a di- character on it, you know that yeah, adds yeah. to it, right? Yeah. yeah, like knowing that Han and Leia are on it in the asteroid field. Mm-hmm. But just just as a, just the look of it, just you know, there's oh, a seven. shot. That one of the shots I love of it is is well, in A New yeah. Hope. You know the shot in A New Hope when it's coming into the docking bay in the Death Star, and it's kind of mm. just looks amazing. It just it's astonishing to look at it's the design of it and I'm going with the round deflector dish not that square shit that fucking JJ put on it <laughs> what the uh, <laughs> so alone. Uh, it's not particularly exciting my number one but I can't that ship no, it's is exciting it's, don't feel bad about that choice that's a great choice yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hey, an you astonishing you had L3 in there who I just called L7 because I was thinking about the band but it's actually L3 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's pretend that we're dead Move along. <laughs> yeah, now we know L3 is integrated as the Falcon computer. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that I didn't be... do what you guys... I couldn't separate Falcon because it's just one ship. So I loved Lando's Falcon, but mm. obviously... The old, yeah, all, like the whole... Falcon as a whole. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Which one yeah. take, you know, I wasn't too pissed off when they dis- redesigned it with Lando. I thought it looked great. Um, I know some people didn't like it, but oh, come on, it's just Kev it's, wasn't it's... too pissed off about it. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I loved it. Just circumcised <laughs> or uncircumcised, just Falcon. Being a either way. Exactly. But I'm, I'm going, let me just stress: I'm going for circumcised Falcon. Right, let's yeah. put that on there. Yeah. Yes. So, so. I, I'm sorry, guys, but the Falcon is just—it's iconic, boys. It's just so cool. Yeah. Yes. All right, on to the Ewok glider, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so a couple of shout-outs. The Moncal Cruiser. Yes. Love that yeah. shit. <laughs> um, the Carillion Corvette, awesome. Um, but, Kev, as much as it pains you to put Slave 1 at number 2, it pains me to put this at number 1. Because that prick fucking drives it, doesn't he? But I've got the same choice as you. It's the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm sat here silent thinking, Kev, you've just literally said every single reason why I put it at number one. <laughs> it, is a char- it is a character unto itself. Um, yes, it is. I, when I went to see Force Awakens on opening night, which I've spoke to you guys about many a times, it's probably my favourite cinema experience ever, but when the fucking ship flows, when you see it again for the first time after all this time, mm. and John Williams just goes, it's like, no way! It's the fucking Falcon! But yeah, it's iconic. It's just like, you see that silhouette of it. All you've got to see is a silhouette of it. You know what it is, and it's just fucking, it's brilliant. It's the Falcon. To me, it's the best spaceship design in cinema history. Agree, yes. 100%. That's that's what, yeah, that's one thing I didn't say, and that's what I agree with, yeah. I mean, some of the activities that happen on there, like when I'm not, I don't condone these things, but, you know, but... <laughs> As mentioned earlier about yeah. the asteroid field, yes, yep. Yeah. Aforementioned. Some people are a bit, a bit, a bit forceful in there, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> forcing themselves on people. I mean, it's just shaking about that thing. Just... shortly after that, we got a very phallic alien that comes out of that damn thing too. It's Ooh. like, what's that trying to say? <laughs> hey man, people are weird. Oh, oh weird. But yeah, sorry yeah. to be Captain Obvious and put Falcon at number one too. But yeah. good man, good man. Yeah. I have a I have a call out. I mean, you guys obviously met in Falcon and stuff, but a wild card. Am I right, mm. Jimmy? Oh yeah, yeah, Talon card ship from the Heir to the Empire. Yeah, fully upgraded. Trilogy. Fucking doesn't look like it's gonna do what it's gonna do, but it's fucking. You don't want to mess with that shit. It was like kind of a mix between like uh, like a Lancer frigate and like a dreadnought, dreadnought. almost from yeah. the EU, like the yeah. vehicles. Uh, Essential vehicles guide or something like that. Real cool. Just a, something you would expect a smuggler to fly. Exactly. All right. Let's get into uh, our listener. We have two, only have three. Ed, Ed, what was your number one? Uh, it was Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. I, I said it right after Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you did. Sorry. Let's get into our listener top fives. We'll do those quickly and then we'll be done. So, firstly, from listeners, we got a, a fella, a listener. Thank See you, lad. Uh, I mean, he submitted his results, so he's close to being a lad. I don't know. Is he full oh, lad? Sure, sure. sure he's yeah, of course. He's. If, if he's emailed in, he's a lad. It depends. Uh, this is from Danny Brown. <laughs> Sweet. His number five is Scimitar Sith Infiltrator. Darth Maul's Nice. Oh, sweet. And he just says it is just a badass. And I agree, it is. That's cool. I feel like you see a little bit in like the Thai silencer and stuff that like Kylo Ren uses. But mm. <clears throat> his fourth is the Ebon Hawk. Ha <laughs> nice, nice. Ooh. He says the amount of hours I spent there while playing Knights of the Old Republic is just ridiculous. <laughs> um his number three, the ghost, like you mentioned, Mark. Honorable mention. I agree. It is an honorable mention. Um, because Rebels, along with Mando, is the best non-movie Star Wars around. Heard. Mm. Big Rebels fan. I like that. I, you know what? I was watching that recent... I was watching recently the Ahsoka taking on the Inquisitors scenes. Oh, oh I had a boner the whole time. 
Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you love it, mate, don't you? I do. Fucking... I do. It was the helicopter action, wasn't it? No, uh, <laughs> that was actually what was keeping it from a full boner. But I had a semi. All right. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. Number two, Slave One. It belonged to Boba Fett. What other reason do you need? Apparently none. Boom. Sweet. And then number one, like most of us said, Millennium Falcon. It's just cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the email or just that? That's it. Uh, nice. Next, thank you for that input. Yeah, thank you, dude. Send it in, dude. Danny Brown. Uh, next, Tim Shabbat. Send in. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. An email. He said, "Lads, thanks for the hysterical shows and great conversation about Star Wars and Picard." Oh yeah. Mm, Started listening at the beginning of the year, and it's been weekly listening for me since then. Oh, he's a lad. Oh, he's a, a lad. Thanks, dude. He's a lad. He's a lad of the week. This guy, lad of the week. Yep. He's in. <laughs> so here's my list. I'll. He's listed in one through five, but I'll start with the five. Uh, number five, the executor. It wasn't enough the Star Destroyers were huge. Lucas went and created something even bigger for Vader. (laughs) (laughs) And then it killed off with a tiny A-wing smashing into it. (laughs) 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 Too late! Too late! (laughs) Its demise crashing into the second Death Star was all the more spectacular. We agree. We all agree. Uh, number four, TIE Interceptor. Like yeah. Like the style of this compared to the classic TIE Fighter and thought it was a nice enhancement to the model. Didn't appear as fragile as the TIE Fighters looked in A New Hope. Yes, agreed. Um, number three, Sith Infiltrator. This is wow. Darth- another one. Yeah, Sith another Infiltrator. one. Darth Maul, cool new villain at the time. Phantom Menace came out. His ship looked just as sleek and cool. Number two. Huh. Wow, there's a trend going. Number two, Slave One. Han <laughs> oh. Solo and Boba Fett were my two favorite characters as a kid. Well, at least this guy is he's, he's on my page. He's on my page. This, by the way, this is not a pseudonym that I use. <laughs> Let me stress at this point that this guy is his own... He's, he knows what he's so talking. this isn't you. Or this is, is not me. It's is not it? me. So Tim, trying... Tim Shabbat is not your name. That's not Kevin Tim Garbett Shabbat, in disguise. Kev Garbat, Kev Garbett. I, I agree with this guy straight away. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, his two favorite characters, Boba Fett, Hansel. The ship added to the mystique of Fett and had such a unique look and position when flying different from most ships in the Star Wars universe. Yes, I agree with that. And I think that's also why we like the <clears throat> B-Wing. Am I right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, number one, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The one and, on- and the only. It says the one and the only. The ship yeah. that has it where it counts and made galactic chases look really amazing. Boom. Yeah. It made Galactic Chases fun again. Uh, he has one minor listener request. Ooh. 
Yes. Uh, another episode of Chris and Kev reading Amazon reviews needs <gasps> to happen. Really, really funny episode when they did that. That could be a consider it done. On it. Yeah, we'll do one soon. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was going to say, uh, "I've got a request. Can you stop talking over each other?" <laughs> <laughs> no. There's four of us. It's easy done. There's four of us. <laughs> He says, thanks again for the great content. That's cool. Thanks. Brilliant. Lastly, lastly, we'll end on Mr. Jeff Pierman. Oh, Oh, he's a lad. He's a lad. lad. We've got three lads tonight, all in a row. Three. uh, This guy, come on. What's what's this? Let's see what what bullshit he comes up with. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jeffy boy. Here we go. Come on, Jeff. Here you go, boys. This was hard to narrow down to just five. Keep up the good work. Maybe the next top five list you guys can do is the top five positions Kev will pose his Hot Toys Scout Trooper with Speeder when he gets it. I'm not buying it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Jeff seems to think you're going to have it. Oh, well. All too easy. We'll see. You got any hot... Have you got any hot toys, Mark? No, that's the one line that I haven't put like my money into because I feel that once I start, I'm screwed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah start, Mark, yeah. Mark, believe me, you are. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would make you pull the trigger? Yeah, not yet. No, there's there's a couple that I've been really really close to doing, but I don't know. Who knows? Something's gonna. Get my attention, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I gotta do this now. So I can't wait till that throne comes out and Jimmy pulls the trigger. That's gonna be the one minute. <laughs> there you oh, go. He totally will. Hopefully it looks yeah. like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> no, I want, it, I want it to look like Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Oh my be god. Pierce that would be, be the, better. That would be yes. the absolute worst I'm fucking possible outcome. Because you, <laughs> you know, know what? Still you know it. what? Right. If, yeah. if, still if that throne looks like if that throne looks like Pierce Brosnan, I am ordering it. On the fucking day that it gets pre-ordered up, I go. will, I will love it. That'd be amazing. Oh, God, it'd be so awful. Pierce Brosnan throne. That. Dude, that's the, that? that's the cast announcement coming up. Pierce Brosnan is. <laughs> there you go. I long for that day. Come All on, right. then, let's do it. Just top five. All right, so his top five. He goes from five down to one, and then he has honorable mentions like we did. Um, his number five is the tie interceptor. Mm-hmm. Good lad. Good lad. Nice. Good lad. This ship is the cream of the crop of Imperial ships for me. It looks meaner than the regular tie and has the firepower and agility to take on any Rebel Alliance ship. Love Rebel Alliance. I, I just want to add that he uses the punctuation really well in this email. Like he uses capital letters and commas and periods like perfectly. But anyway, I bet, that, I bet that's made I him feel like... good, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can fucking job with that. <laughs> Number five, T sixty five X wing. Number four. Woo-hoo. Number four. I mean four. Sorry, four. Yeah. If I would just read it correctly, number four. T sixty five X Wing. This ship will always be classic, the number classic. one fighter in my heart. Oh. As a kid growing up, playing with the counter X Wing was probably one of my favorite memories. The T seventies Agreed. Yeah. 
The T-70s have all the new tech for the new movies, but something about the old T-65 X-Wings just has me in nostalgia anytime I see one. Mm-hmm. 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 I love, oh. like, just going on to that, the, the vintage T-65 X-Wing, when I bought that as a kid, and you fucking press that R2-D2 yes! down and the wings. Dude, oh, that was, like, the, the greatest moment of my childhood. Yeah, right exactly. It so, was so, so it was they gave me the boner before I could even get one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right, dude. It gave me a four year old boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen plenty of them this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we won't leave it. Out. Won't leave it alone. <laughs> Penis solo. Okay. <laughs> Jeff's number three. Yeah. Jimmy. You're gonna like this one. ISD, Imperial Star Destroyer, Chimera. Oh, Chimera. Good man. I fucking knew I liked you. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He says, I got privy to the Thrawn tri- trilogy late in the game, but after reading them multiple times at this point, I can mm-hmm. see where the love for them and Timothy Zahn came from, so the Chimera has to hold a spot in the top five list solely because it was the flagship of Grand Admiral Thrawn. It was so yeah. awesome to finally get to see it in, in Rebels, and I'm eager to find out if it also survived the space whale encounter. <laughs> you know it does. It's no, it doesn't. stupid how they explain no, it. No, it doesn't. Space, no, it does, space no, it whales ruin everything, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm with that. Space whales rule. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Those Just purgles, awful. man. Don't yes. Work. His number two is the Millennium Falcon. <coughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah, it makes you wonder what his number one is, right? Not many yeah. things in the Star Wars universe are as transcendent as the Falcon. It almost, It's almost a character on its own, like we said. So it many, is a character on its own. It is. <clears throat> so many memories as a kid of dreaming to be in the Falcon with my friends like Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Can. Can't shot first. <laughs> As the years have gone by, the Falcon's mystique has only grown with Solo. Chewie, we're home. And all the way to fighting oh. in the ultimate battle for the galaxy with its original owner owner at its helm. I love it almost as much as Han Han loves charming princesses in it. Well said, uh-huh. that man. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're not allowed anymore, Jeff. Well said. Well said, Jeff. Coming out. You could, Jeff, keep emailing him all the time. Keep emailing him. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't. Because these answers that Ed's reading out, they're more eloquent than shit that we come out with, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) It's even marked it on punctuation. I don't even like that. (laughs) Jeff, you're making us look like a bunch of pricks. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, number one. He's a smart fella. All right, number one. The Ebon Hawk. What? Oh, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 what? my man. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I like that. How do I, I spell that. it? Knights of the Old Republic was my first real foray into the EU of Star Wars. Ebon Hawk. E B O N space H A W K for Hawk. Hawk. It Ooh. sucked what? me in so much. And the reveal at the end of the game is to this day one of the greatest gaming reveals of all time. 
All the amazing character interactions in the game take place on the Ebonhawk in both KOTOR and KOTOR 2. The long conversations with Kreia and the Force, debating sparring with the Handmaiden, talking with mm. Bastilla, or Bastilla? Uh, Bastilla. Sure. Bastilla. Where she lies yeah, to your face. Trying to help Vizamar realize there is good in the universe and not to fear. Broing it up in Pazak with Karth Onasi and Atten Rand. And who can forget HK-47? The insane <laughs> assassin droid. Love, <laughs> yeah, love HK-47. <clears throat> Side note here, the old EU and the OT get a bit of a knock for being a boys club, quote-unquote, of sorts. But the KOTOR games truly had some very strong female characters and ones that are very, very well written. That's his number one, the Evan Hawk. Cool, man. We had some really good responses this week. I like yeah. that. Nice. Yeah. A lot of good ones thrown in there. He's got uh, more often. He's got seven honorable mentions. It's gonna say really Bloody hell, Jeff. Come on. Bloody hell, Jeff. You're milking it now, lad. He's not You're he milking it, lad. He doesn't have a paragraph <laughs> with these. Just a small little blurb. So his first one, wild card, like I had said. Put Talon Card into canon. Please Disney. That's what he says. Yeah, Put him in there. Uh, the 10 TV4, love it. Kind of just floats around, though. That's what nice. Says. It kind of just <laughs> floats around. It goes into hyperspace in Rogue One. Um, hammerhead Corvette. Bring me a Hammerhead Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Call up a yeah. Hammerhead Corvette. Uh, next one is the ghost, like we've said. The poor person's falcon. Is what he says. Yeah, yeah. The four mm. persons. But a great it. ship nonetheless, and I love Rebels. Yeah. Um, the Naboo Starfighter. Oh, well, you've got back in good graces now, Jeff. Come on. Good luck. <laughs> Come on with that. He says, definitely the coolest ship in the prequel trilogy, in his opinion. Correct. Um, and then <laughs> A-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> There's the A-Wing. I mean, I mean, Slave 1's in the prequel trilogy, too. Yeah. Correct, that wanted my top five. Looks like a fucking... Looks like a fucking iron. It is like <laughs> a fucking <laughs> iron. That's right. Uh, he also says A-Wing. No reason other than I think they just look awesome. You know, A-Wing was up there. I'm going to honorably mention that, too. Like, I, Sweet. It's it mm-hmm. up to the TIE Interceptor. Uh, the Z-95 Headhunter. Oh, it's a shit starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's James' opinion. <laughs> But he says also just looks cool in the predecessor to the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Heard. Thanks, Jeff. That was a great Thanks, dude. Jeff. Great email. Great email. Those, those, those some, again, great emails. Really all them three this week. Yeah, them three were great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I guess uh, if that is all, then uh, I guess, guys, ladies, gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Scruffy Looking Podcast number 118. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Thank it was a real pleasure dude. having you on. Thank what you for having me on, man. Love yeah, it. This is a lot of fun. Dude. We will do this again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to the, all the rest of you cool cats and kittens out there in the Star Wars galaxy, just take care of yourselves and wash your hands, you fucking crazy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Clean those knobs. Save the dream. Clean those knobs. <laughs> Stay safe and cheerio. I say we fight. <laughs> Bye. Bye, (laughs) y'all. This party's over.